four, three, two. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Who wants to have some fun? I'm all about having fun. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh, boy, is this great. Hey, guys. Oh, big gulps, huh? All right. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fun when we'll need plastic surgery to remove our smiles. I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Please have a party. Feed us drinks. Get us late. Wait a minute. There's no birthday party for me here. Hey, bro, you mind putting on some pants? I find it a little weird. I have to ask twice. <laughs> Those sad tissues or happy tissues? It's like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. Are you sure this is legal? I don't know. It's fun though, isn't it? What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? No sports, no rock, no information. For mindless chatter, we're your station. Cowboy. The Mike Rutherford Show. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'm head out west Where real women come equipped with scripts And find a nest in the hills, chill like Flint Buy an old drop top, find a spot for pimp Then I'm a kid rocking All right. down your block All right, all right Welcome everybody, it's Thursday, March 30th this is the Mike Rutherford Show here from the UofL College of Business Studios. As always, visit business.louisville.edu. See what the UofL College of Business can do for you, including giving you your MBA and making you feel like you're being paid during the year while you're getting it in the process. Business.louisville.edu. We're on the air today from 3 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the planet. You know us better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey. Same Eagle sweatshirt. This is like three days in a row, I feel like. Yeah, I just keep throwing it back on when I walk That's out fine. the door. It's fine. It it's is. a lazy week. It's this, you know, it's it's the last week it's of college basketball. Break. It's the summer's about to start. You know, you're about to get a ton of, of Blue Jays gear. I'm sure being stuck in your face on a daily basis coming up in the following weeks and months. So, as I see, you are already supporting day one. Still on the bandwagon, at least for now. It's opening day. The Reds. You know, I'm wearing all the red stuff. It's it's red. I was wearing a red sweatshirt this morning. It was a little bit colder. They're playing the. Now they're, they are they night game tonight or they're four ten. They're always the afternoon on opening day. That's what I thought, yeah. Uh, they will play the Pirates. Hunter Green on the mound. Twenty three year old, the youngest opening day starter in the majors this year. And I and going for the uh, Mitchell Friedmans in the fantasy baseball league. Of course, that's, that's you, like, you like my team name by the way. That's fine. Yeah, like you it. don't get the reference. Do you? I do. I get I get the rest re, the, the reference. Uh, it, it is Reds opening day. My buddy Danny, whose you know family works for the Reds, he was up at the. They always go to the uh, the parade. He was up there. He sent us a video of somebody yelling JTM at Bronson Arroyo when he was uh, riding on his little truck, which was great. Uh, but it's it, it, it's a... Who's the, so who's the Reds playing again? Who's the Pirates. Pirates, okay. A day of hope for all baseball fans today as your team has zero losses. And right the Pirates now. aren't very good, usually. The Pirates are not very good, usually. You, you can, you this can, is a fact. I mean, I, I throw in that word just in case, you know, they actually win today. But, you know, there, there's a chance. We're looking at 1-0. There's a chance, a solid chance, a decent chance. Although our lineup is probably worse than theirs, that's that's fine. Did you know Ryan Hoskins for the Phillies towards ACL is out for the year? I did know that because it happened the day after the big 
controversy at the World Baseball Classic, uh, and people were like, "Oh, you can't play spring training games because you know you, you, people were going off of the same thing that happened with." I was unaware of it until I went to set my lab and found out my second highest paid player on my roster's out for the year. Well, that's not good. That's, not <laughs> that's good. all your fantasy talk for me for the baseball for the rest of the season. I promise you that. Well, you got two references there in two minutes. So that's all you needed. That's all you need. <laughs> we're good to go. Uh, we want to hear from you today on the Thornton Sex Line. As always, hit us up at 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton Sex Line. And a reminder, Thornton's is hooking you up with 32-ounce drinks right now for just 89 cents, 32 ounces. If you don't want that big, you can go a little bit smaller. It's still going to cost you just 89 cents. And then text us once you get your big drink at 502-414-1450. CK, um, <clears throat> I know we're excited about opening day. I've got a couple opening day notes I want to, to run by you. We've got five former Cardinals that are starting their 2023 seasons in the big leagues. That's all exciting, but before we do anything, i got to ask, how was the Wednesday night? How was AEW for you? I saw it was on TV. I flipped over. I watched 10 seconds of it, I think. You watched more of it than I did last oh, night. Oh, no. And it's all your fault. Uh-oh. I, 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 I did not get to watch AEW <laughs> last night. I'm going to watch it as soon as I get home today. Okay. And the reason why is because you got me addicted on that damn show on Apple TV. Shrinking. It's awesome. It's, it was it's ba- so good. It was very good. Did you watch the whole thing? Yeah, I'm done. You watched the whole thing. I've watched four episodes. Oh, then you at least got to see the uh, my, well, my, fa- my favorite scene in the whole episode, which, by the way, Derek is my favorite character. Uh, Derek's fantastic. Jeff McKinney, I mean, I mean, Marcy Darcy is just awesome again. Not since he did the love bow has he been this great. I love all the, honestly, like, so far, again, I'm only four episodes in, so don't give it any away. But well, no, I, I, won't, I love like every character. Because the, the cold open of episode three, when, when the Pam scene is my favorite. When, uh, when, she, oh, yeah, the neighbor. He, yeah. He's so, because the Derek Rogers, <laughs> hi. Hello. Hey, Pam. We don't like Pam. Oh. Eat a bleep, Pam. Eat a bleep, Pam. <laughs> I like him. <laughs> Mary and I were rolling, so our next-door neighbor think... our next door neighbor is named, her name's Pam. And we love Pam. She's awesome. But it was just so funny that they bring it up. They're like, Which, I assume your name is Karen? They're like, it's Pam. And like we were dying laughing. <laughs> but that part's great. And then the next episode where- Derek in general is just to the total apps. I mean, you've always seen through four, but yeah. even through four, you've seen enough to know that he is- Well, the very next episode is when his wife and, and Jason Segel get into it. And he's like, do you want me to go kick his ass? And she's like, no. He's like, he's like good. I believe and love that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the very first thing of the whole show is him not wanting to get up. Yeah. It's him faking of being asleep. I mean. <laughs> yeah, this, I think the fourth, the one we watched last night was he's peeing in the flowers in the morning because yes. his wife dominates the bathroom in the morning. <laughs> it's like raining on him. It was Yeah, the, the show's fantastic. That, that speech, by the way, is I, I completely agree with him 100%. There's just sometimes there's nothing like a little outdoor pee for a guy. I mean, like yeah. the breeze, you know what? I love it when I'm golfing. It's flowing a little east, by the way. <laughs> uh, Scooter Dingus texted in right off the bat, said, it's the first time that I've heard the new intro. I hate it. Wow. The new intro hasn't gotten a lot of love. Man. I mean, everybody wanted something different. Now, I guess apparently the grass isn't always greener on the other side there, people, huh? I'm fine with it. The only part that I don't like is the the daddy whatever nipples. I hate the AEW it's guy. It's a little too much. Like That, that part, I'm like, ah, like that's a, it's a little much. Everything else I'm good with. And then I like the cowboy. Oh, Daddy Magic. The cowboy kind of saves it. All right. Well, I mean, we, there might be some works and some stuff. Don't worry. People, calm down. I'll, if you want, I'll just go back to the welcome back one. Uh, I mean, it's, it, it, we, hell, I mean, we hear it when Gary's yeah, here. Yeah, okay. well, which is fitting. Gary plays like all three, all the different intros. Like, if he's here for three days, you get three different intros. Like, I'm like, I forgot about that one. That was the one we only did for like a month and a half. It's great. The the only thing I will say about the show, which I love and I do recommend, it's only ten episodes at thirty minutes. I don't really. 
Is it done? We we couldn't figure out if it was. No, there'll be a season two. No, but but I meant like this season. Yeah, yeah. It, I've watched all, all the episodes ten, are yeah. out. Okay, we didn't know if it was still ongoing. I watched all all, all ten episodes last night. So uh, and only thirty minutes, but I did, it was like five in the morning when I got to bed, because kind of because of, and I didn't get a chance to watch AEW because of it. I didn't. I think you're like blaming me for this. I am. I'm a little. I'm a little. Still shaming it's you. It's a great show. I'm sorry. I, I gave it, you a great show. I tell you watch. what, though, it does. Like when I watched it, and right away you can see like the Ted Lasso influences on it. Like, oh the, yeah, for sure. Not only the intro, but just the way the show flows, the dialogue, the back. Yeah, it, it does kind of have. I'm like, okay, I don't want Apple TV to fall into this, this, uh, this pigeonhole of uh, you know just having everything sound the same and look the same because you don't want to do that. But I like it. I, I do. I, so far, you're okay. If you're only doing two of them like that, I'm good. You know, we 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 won't wear thin to around three or four, depending Plus, on how. It's Jason Siegel. He can do anything, and I'm gonna like it. He, yeah. he and Paul Rudd are like the anything they do, I'm gonna be like, yeah. Like I, I don't get tired of their stick. I know they kind of play the same character in a lot of stuff. They have the same mannerisms. I don't get tired of it. I love them. It's great. I'm a big fan. The, uh, by the way, Pam, did you recognize? I couldn't. It was driving me nuts who she was. She's uh, cousin Eddie's wife from the vacation movie. No, I didn't know that. I, I was just like, I look at her face. That. Like her and the the neighbor were both like driving me insane. Like what I do them from and the neighbor. I just couldn't put it on. I put anything on. I guess I just confusing her with someone else. But I did the same thing. I thought Liz reminded me of. <clears throat> excuse me. Her husband I recognized right away as Marcy Darcy. Yeah, she reminded me of somebody else though, and I thought it was like somebody from like seventies movies, and like I thought she maybe changed. She reminds me a little bit of the actress that was in. Like Dazed and Confused, who was the, the the girlfriend, and then she ended up being in Big Daddy. Like she reminds me, of, she kind of sounds that's, the same. That's Joy Laurie, right? And yeah. she sounds, she kind of sounds the same. And I was like, did she have that much work done? And I was like, no, but this, but the actress who plays Liz hasn't been in, in very much at all. So yeah, not that, that really stuck out. Uh, oh no, I remember what it was. She was, she was in uh, the Drew Carey show. Okay, yeah, that's what I remember. Well, and she also did sign. She Seinfeld. She's a doodler. I, knew she, I saw that she was in a couple of songs. Yeah, she episodes. was the one that, that would draw, did the doodle of uh, George, didn't care if he wore velvet all the time. and I can't vaguely remember. And you, I guess you didn't watch Drew Carey's show in the, in the 90s, did you? I feel like I watched maybe here or there, but like I don't really remember. First few seasons it. were good. She was the one female in the show. I remember the song. That's about it. Yeah, well, it's, it's yeah. like that. So it does and you know, a, Drew Carey is one of my lifelong enemies. <laughs> Hit on my wife incessantly <laughs> at Price is Right. So we're mortal enemies now at this point. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. We're not we're not friends. I don't I don't enjoy his Price is Right version. It's a celebrity beef. I've ne- I don't think I've ever watched it. Besides like that, I watched the very first episode, which was totally fixed. They did like a perfect show. They had it was, like six up, six down. Like they all, all everybody won. I'm like, this is the most fixed thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And that just takes away the entire love of watching a game show. Yeah, and then I watched the episode where Mary was on, and I don't think I've watched it since. It'll, it'll be on like I, I actually take it back. I watched like the last three minutes of an episode when I was getting ready for the tournament to start last Thursday or two Thursdays ago. And I was like, damn, still sucks. He still, he still terrible. No, Drew Carey acts like he's too good for the Price is Right. The My, energy is awful. He's at, he's like, he's just so condescending. He's acting like this is beneath me. Drew Carey sucks. My mom DVRs every day. Still and watches it like seven o'clock. She watches it on our DVR later that night. God like, bless. Me. Every day I'm walk, like I walk by her room. Like when I get home, sometimes I'm, I always hear Drew Carey's voice. That's hilarious. Actually. It's like, oh God, she's watching the damn Price is Right. I love her. <laughs> she's the best. <laughs> She refused to watch anything before like five o'clock, and then she stays up to like one and watches everything on DVR that she recorded earlier that day. That's hilarious. Or the night before. <laughs> so so that was that was your night. You apparently are way behind on shrinking with me. I'm very tempted on spoilers right now. When you texted me that you were watching the show, I was like, he's probably going to finish this before we do it. I, I didn't think you'd finish it all in one night, but there, I, there you go. I almost tapped out with with three left, but I was like, I I, I want to know. 
Because Harrison okay. Ford's character is hilarious. I don't remember. They're all great. I don't, I don't know who the the, the, uh, the Gabby character. Gabby. Was, yeah, I don't know what she's been in before this, but she's great. Yeah. But yeah, it's a great show. Yeah. I mean, we'll probably get one more episode. In. We got we get we were, we got two in the other night. We got one last night. It just depends on when the kids get down. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll definitely get at least one more tonight. We're we're both kind of all in. But we had a good night. Uh, it was, folks, Virginia and soccer have taken a turn for the better. Better for the better. Last night, there was a clicking moment. Uh oh! It was that Jeff Walls down the stretch in March light bulb moment happened. She had laser focus. She was listening. I don't know. Mary gave her like a pep talk before, and she was like, "And when you play the game at the end, yeah, all the kids are trying to kick the ball. Just stay focused on kicking the ball. You know, no, no need to cry, no need to get mad. Like just try." And so when I got there, it was like the very end. I they finished earlier yesterday than they have the last couple weeks. So I, I, we gotta start letting you get out of here earlier. Yeah, so I didn't get to see much of it, but she was. Very, very focused. She she did she kicked the ball during the game. She was very excited. I knew we were in good shape when I got there and there were no tears. I was like, okay, this is a step in the right direction. Oh, a good start. And then she kicked it. She was a good listener. She was you know, focused. She was trying hard. She didn't like throw fits. And she uh she came over and she was very proud of herself afterwards. She was very happy. They both were. But I love like both her and my niece Audrey, they came over, they both did, did great. And so I'm giving like the little I'm like, I'm so proud of you. you guys did awesome. And then we let them go over and play on the playground at the park afterwards and we're walking over there and i'm like i i'm so proud of you guys you guys were such good listeners you played hard and audrey who's she, she's like eight months older than virginia a little bit more astute now of what's going on she's like mike did you even see us play soccer today <laughs> <laughs> i was like i got there at the end i saw enough i was like i saw what i saw and your mom and and may may told me she calls uh, mary may may i'm like they both told me you guys did so great during the beginning and all this stuff but i was like she Audrey wasn't gonna let slide she's like you weren't here from the beginning and i knew it I, I, I'm well aware, but I was like, you know what? I saw enough. You guys were great, but that was good. She's basically Alex Morgan now. Uh, I'm worried though. <laughs> Contractor, he started signing. The, she went from we went from the like, endorsement deals lined up. People. We went from like she's never going to make it as an athlete to like she's basically Mia Hamm in one week. The only thing that sucks now is they're off next week because it's spring break across Louisville, and so I'm worried that this momentum, this positive momentum, is going to be ripped away. I'm a little bit nervous about that. We well, you to, can like, always like just do some kind of like just some some. Put her through some drills in the backyard. That, yeah, in the backyard, yeah, or something. I've tried that. She's very much. You know, with her cousin there, you at least have you can you, you can you have two people at least. We do, although they're going to be gone next week. So, oh well. Yeah, we we have to. But like Virginia's very much like, we can't play in our house. Like that's not real soccer. Like she's she sees like the park, the big area with like the little goals and the coaches now. Like that's real soccer. And she's like, we can't. Play. She's like, we don't have a big field. I'm like, we have a, a big backyard and a front like yard. A Wagner's field. Yeah, we got we're fine. But like she just doesn't see it that way. We Wagner actually that's a good idea. They've got the goals up there. Yeah, that always kids playing on those goals though. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's gonna be and then she'll just want to go to the playground. But spring break kids are gonna be gone. It probably won't be as busy because kids most kids will be on vacation. Yeah, there'll be a lot of kids that that are on vacation. And she also like that's right by. She loves that playground at St. Matthew's Elementary more than she loves anything. So like if I tried to take her up there to play soccer, she would just want to go to the playground, and that would be an issue. I've taken her up there and, and gone on like the baseball fields and been like, you know, daddy. Daddy used to play games here. She just could not care less. She's like, let Penny. She just wants Penny to run around uh, the baseball field. And then, and then even when I was there, when you when you tried to tell people you play baseball, Wagner, no one cared less than either. Well, on the field, <laughs> not for the Wildcats. If I said for the Wildcats, she really wouldn't have cared. I did one of the meanest things I've ever done. I remember where the baseball field is at Wagner. Sometimes I forget. It's like over by. Yeah, it's on the basketball gym. Yeah, right? it's right there. Yeah, yeah. off uh, off. Prep, I think off I lane. ever. I think I attended one baseball game ever. Maybe my junior year. I think the best play that I made 
all four years in high school. I made this ridiculous like diving catch, like full, like everybody went nuts. And it came when we were up 18 to nothing on Wagner. And like some kid hit a, actually I knew this kid. He played for one of the all-star teams that we used to play against. And he was like the one player on their team that was legitimately good. And he had a rope. And I kind of felt bad because like we're up 18 to nothing. It was like the third inning too. And like, it's like their one highlight, their the seven fans in attendance stand up and clap. And, like, I just make the best play I've ever made. And it was, like, just totally unnecessary. I was like, I could have just let this man have a double. And no, the one I did was against Trinity, but we didn't lose like that. I think we lost, like, 2-1 to one or one nothing. It was when uh, Jimmy Austin pitched. Jimmy Austin was a beast. And uh, we had a kid that was really good, a decent pitcher, too. I think he played, like, small college baseball or whatever. But we ended up losing. I think it was, like, 2-1 to one or one nothing. It was a slow-scoring game. It was a pitching duel between the two. My senior year, I don't think you guys even had a team. Like, my, I wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, my senior year, I think, because our, our district, my – you know, when I was playing, was it was always Trinity, Atherton, Seneca, and Wagner, and that was our district. And then my my senior year, I don't remember playing Wagner, and I know that they weren't in our district because we had this weird thing where it was like you could we were the only district where you could lose a game in district tournament and still technically make it through to regional because you had three teams. So yeah. it was just, it was like a weird setup. It I was mean, just us at Atherton and Seneca my senior year. I know for a while they didn't have women's softball until my uncle decided to just like if no one's going to do this, you know what? There's girls that want to play. I'll coach. I'm, he has no idea how to coach. Had no idea anything about softball and decided to, to, to coach the women's softball team at Wagner for like two years. I walked past there. Like, and, and, and I think they still have a team. In fact, he did the same thing at Mayo when their coach left. He's like, I'll step in, I guess, and coach them. I don't know what I'm doing. But It was either last year or two years ago. And I was walking because they're, they're always like Little League teams practicing on that softball field. And so like, I just assumed you know, Wagner doesn't have a, a softball team. And then it was like pretty late in the year, like close to the end of school. And I like Wagner was playing. And they had a scoreboard and they've got the whole thing mm -hmm. going. And so I got on the, the KY High School's website, and I was like, does Wagner have it? And they did. They played three games that year. Oh, they, they had one home game. I guess they just wanted to, like, you know, I guess give girls that a chance been to play. Uncle's year. <laughs> yeah. It was a couple I, I, years ago. Yeah, yeah no, okay. Was, he goes to say, this is back. I think I want to say when he did this was, like, maybe 2008, 2009, 10, somewhere in there. Yeah, I think it was just kind of. But like, he was AD there. He had been AD there for a while. So. I did see, speaking of your uncle, I saw that, you know, I followed the male high Twitter account for athletics, and I know they're, they're playing Trinity at six. Oh, are they? It'll I showed that. It'll be a big time showdown. I saw a boy Patrick pop, got it in the game last night and pitched. Did he? Yeah. Two, He's uh, going, they're going on like a road trip, I think, next week. They're one of the lucky teams. They, they yeah. got to go to Florida. I've told this story many times, I think, but we got we had to go to Bowling Green my junior yeah, senior year, yeah, and my senior year it got snowed out. <laughs> I, I'll never forget the, the phone call. Like we found out that the tournament was snowed out as we were driving through snow to get to Bowling Green. Now, did you ever do any trips when you were kids? Like, Hold on, but it was okay. so we get we get a call. Our friends are like, you know, they've just started out the week. Everyone went to Panama City when I was in high school. <laughs> Never been to Panama City. I, I haven't either. But like, they this was where everybody went. It was like the big thing. And so like we get it's like the first night. And like we're driving to the road. Our friends have just gotten there, and they're like, there's these two chicks like making out in front of us. Like, <laughs> like so and so did this, and so and so is doing this, and like we were just like. Our tournament got snowed out, and we want to kill ourselves. I was going to say you're high school, but any age of a man would be impressed by that story. And probably be it was bad. It was, but we ended up scheduling, like, I think we scheduled four games against teams that were, like, we played Bowling Green a couple of times. And I, I, tell you, I told the story last, a couple of weeks you're ago. Trinity, why, how are you, why are you going to Bowling Green? I, now they go to, like, Florida. But this yeah. was, it was terrible. The, the year before, it was actually really good. There was a bunch of really good competition. Um, and we ended up winning the tournament. But this, the second year, we got sewed out. We just played pickup games, basically. And the only saving grace was Fox Sports Network made our game against Bowling Green, like the high school game of the week. And I pitched, and I pitched really well. And I was interviewed. At, and that was, that was when I got interviewed afterwards. And then they were like, can we talk to Brian Brom real quick? And Brom, who did not play in the game, they talked to him for like 45 <laughs> minutes afterwards. And that is why he's banned from the show. And that's why he'll never be on the show. Can I find that audio somewhere, you think? 
I, I, I know at one point we, I mean, we taped it, it on has to be somewhere. At one point we taped it on VHS. It was like the, the whole game. Um, and I'm sure it's somewhere at my parents' house, but it was, uh, we gotta, we gotta resurface that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I remember I came, I pitched well. I remember they did the whole thing where it was like, you guys went to the state championship next year. Like you lost uh, two of your best pitchers from that team. Like, do you think you could be one of the guys that get, and I'm like, I gave very much like a nuke Lelouch where I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, you know, I feel like I could step up. Like I remember, as I'm saying, I'm like every cliche in the book. As I'm saying, it, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, like you sound like the biggest a hole. Like you just like just you know, I'm just trying to like sound like I've done this before. I would have been funnier if you wouldn't have asked for Braun. People like that tool didn't even play. Oh, we I think we all did. Like as he's walking over there, like all of us were like he didn't even play in the game. I think we we're just yelling stuff in the background as he did his interview. That's class. We tried. We always we tried to heckle Braun a lot and, and kind of harass him because we knew you know. Like, we knew he was going to be. Yeah, this was your last to, chance to do it. <laughs> on to bigger and better because he's a junior when I was a senior. But we knew he was going to be on to bigger and better things very soon. So this was our chance to like kind of. Yeah, but Brom was always. I mean, he was he was great about it. He's very very cool in all seriousness. But in joking matters, he sucks. He'll never be on the show. Did you ever get to go like to watch? Did you ever do like trips to Washington or anything non sports related like school trips? We went to Washington in my eighth grade year. See, Only I, time I've ever been. Really? I know. I need to go back. I'd like to go been back. a few times. In fact, weirdly enough, the one time I had a school trip planned there, we, I didn't get to use it because it got canceled because the Gulf War started like two weeks before. I think you said that before. Yeah. yeah. But I did. we did go, like, but like in seventh grade, we went to Chicago and I went to the space camp on a trip on a bus. And I had friends who went to Chicago. I think, I think they did a seventh grade trip to Chicago, yeah. too. And they were there the year that Kerry Wood set the strikeout record. They were at that game for their class trip. Oh, dude, I wonder, because that was, in fact, it, I did Chicago and I mentioned this to you the other day about uh, uh, who is it the uh, the McDonald's America we were talking about I told you that Rasheed Wallace and Jerry Stackhouse and I got to meet them at the uh, and get their autograph and, and they got to meet me obviously of at course. the uh, Hard Rock Cafe that that seventh grade year the only thing that sucked about that that was the team Jason Osborne was on and he didn't he wasn't there uh, but I did get to meet Joey Beard even better <laughs> you, you want Joe who's Joey Beard you ask. I don't. I mean, I, I assume he was, he was a, a flamed player. out McDonald's All American and went to Duke. <laughs> I remember the name, but I, I couldn't have told you where he ended up going. All I just remember is getting an autographed napkin. It's got Jerry Stackhouse, Rasheed Wallace, and Joey Beard on it. <laughs> 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 I thought I was the coolest kid. <laughs> Joey Beard. No, kids. Yeah, kids these days are spoiled with the high school. Like even Mary, like her do, dad. Do they, do, they, do they take them now? Still, everybody or not? does. Okay, all these teams do. Like now, Mary's dad was the head coach at Washington County for like thirty years. But you're talking sports, though. I mean, like I'm saying, I'm saying baseball. Yeah, yeah. Like so, they the, like the field's named after him in town. Still, like there, and he stopped coaching. I think like when when Mary was in high school, like oh two oh three, but. They used to, like, her spring break every year, they would go to, I think they went to Panama, um, and, and they would play, like, a little tournament down there. You know, all the local teams, I felt like, besides us, would do it. I, mean, I tell you what, it was besides us and besides, and Mail, because that's how I ended up going out with, you know, my friends who played baseball at Mail. They, we all went out, and Michael Bush was there, and he was drunk, and he ended up revealing to us that he was going to commit to L. So, like, I knew before anybody that he was going to go to Ooh. UofL. Yeah, I think I, I told that story, too. you with scoops before you had to have scoops. Scoops before scoops. Uh, that was a, a, a fun time. But I think every other team, especially, like, the good teams, they all went to Florida and did, like, a big tournament and all this stuff, and we went to Who would have thought, like, the two, like— the two schools you would last guess to not send a kid, the team on a trip would be Mayo and Trinity, probably. I knew Ballard always went. Like, even I mean, when I was ba- young, I mean, even when, when I was going. a kid, like, even when Wagner went, like, on basketball trips, I remember the coaching staff getting in trouble with uh, Coach Triggers getting in trouble with some of the antics that the basketball team committed on a, on a Florida trip. I believe it. Yeah, I mean. 
I mean, even the bowling green chips were like you're just asking for it. You're asking for for just shenanigans. <laughs> I mean, it's just because even yeah, even even the the basketball. I don't think the football team ever went on a trip in baseball. I know the basketball team went on a trip, a couple of trips here there. Wagner though. I, I don't. As far as like other, we went to Indianapolis when I was in grad school, but that was kind of I think that was it. Went I mean, to we, Indianapolis and went to Washington D.C. I went to I mean uh, yeah, D.C.'s fun. Chicago was the funnest. The space camp was fun too. You went to space camp? Yeah, the, we went to two trips in seventh grade. Went to Chicago. Now I'm just picturing you floating around in no gravity. And uh, I didn't do my no, favorite. We didn't, in, we didn't get to do the no gravity. Thing. No, yeah. well now I'm picturing you now. Oh, okay. Doing it. Like my, <laughs> my favorite image is freaking of you awesome, man. In my mind is you flying through the air in some way, shape, or form. Could you imagine see me? If that's the case, then bring in the horse. I want to see. I'm, you, I'm, I'm, I want to see you be an astronaut. What would be okay <laughs> if you could? If you could snap your fingers and it would happen right now. What would you do? Get me up onto a horse. Back to this conversation again. Or would you put me in a not, not, uh, zero gravity space camp? Space camp. I kind of want to do space camp now. I want to see you floating around in full astronaut. I kind of want to do, 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 do regalia. Can we, can we take a, a, a Rutherford road trip to, to Alabama for this? Now, I mean, think about it. You can do. Are we sure that you would float? It's no gravity. <laughs> Love of God. I know I'm fat, but I can be. If there's no gravity, I'm pretty damn sure I'm going to float. I'm not 100% sure how this I works. I mean, these, I can see right now scientists running in from all around. <laughs> being like, well, what the hell? There's no gravity in there. And he's walking. <laughs> how disappointed would you be if you were just like, come on, go. I mean, just hand me the gun right now. <laughs> I'd hang myself, but I can't float. <laughs> I do love space ice cream from the museum back in the day. I haven't had that in so long. Probably I since either. I went to. I remember being. I remember the vanilla. One of them was nasty. I chocolate, I think, was gross. Was it chocolate? Okay. The strawberry was the best. I, think it, I knew. I knew there was a really good one, a decent one, and a really bad one. I think that was it. I think that it could, maybe it was the vanilla, but it was. I remember strawberry definitely. It was, was Neapolitan. Good. It was right. Yeah. Which whatever the order was was like the reverse order that I actually like Neapolitan ice cream in. I think it may have been vanilla that was that was gross. It was what? No, I think you're right on strawberry. Though. Strawberry, I remember, good. was like I would always eat that. There was, but there was one that I would steer clear of. I mean, we could do. But you could. We could do this trip. You could bring the whole family. We can just you know kill two birds one stone, and we'll we'll go in separate cars. You know, when you want to have fun, you can ride with me. Yeah, and and we'll go down. We'll we'll take a trip down there, and we'll do we'll do a couple shows. You can then also have some time with the family. Virginia and John can do all the space camp stuff. They'll have a good time. Well, now, John's one, so this may, may be a little bit young for space camp. I well, think we Virginia can also at, at three is probably a little young for Maybe space camp. Maybe we can camp. leave him. <laughs> well, no, three's not old, too old young. She can have a good time. Do they do space camp for three? I mean, if you're, if you're going to take a three-year-old to Disney World, you can take her to space camp. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that checks. I'm pretty sure it checks. Space I just camp, said it. Space camp, you have to be seven to 18 years old. Really? Yeah. Wait a minute, 7 to 18? What am I cut off? The week-long camp. Am I cut off because I'm too old The week-long camp is for anybody 9 to 18. Family programs require at least one adult aged 18 years or older, and the children can be 7 to 18. Yeah, Aww. three would be too young. I mean, space camp is, is pretty involved. Well, I guess it's just you and me, buddy. I guess we're just going to do space camp together. It's just going to be you and me. <laughs> I, th- I saw that. I, I saw Sweeney and them. They're on. They're in Houston, like at the Final Four, doing the radio road t- today. I'm like, that's their road show. We're going to space, <laughs> space camp, camp for no reason in August, <laughs> just, uh, just so Trevor Trevor can float in no gravity, I mean, and I can film it. Well, I mean, how, has anyone ever done a show in no gravity? We can be the first. We we can't get stuff to work here in full gravity. <laughs> We got. We're at Oxmoor tomorrow. I mean, it, it's like a fifty-fifty chance that stuff's going to work no, there. No, no, we're we're good. 
it well, it's, 65. It's gone 20, poorly 30, before, <laughs> and now you're sitting there thinking we can do a show in a no-gravity situation. It's awfully ambitious. I'm Hey, I set that bar high, man. What can I say? You do. You, you do. I say we go for it. Okay. Well, we'll I'm going to look up how much We'll talk to management. <laughs> no, nah, I mean... I, I well, screw management. It's just you and me. We'll we'll throw down on this. It can't cost that much. Speak for yourself. I'm not. No, I'm not paying. I'm not paying to go to space camp to, uh, how to much work. You, you pay for the space camp ticket. I'll pay for the rest. No, we're not doing it. No, no. If Big X wants this, Big X can make it happen. I mean, this is a road. I mean, this is the, the Card Chronicle road blog. Yeah, we could do that. You imagine the clicks you'll get? A lot. What? <laughs> That's the number I was looking for. Probably not. They'd be like, "Oh my God, talk or write about sports, please." I'm begging well, you. Toronto, <laughs> Toronto plays the uh, Cardinals in here at four ten. So do the Reds play the Pirates at four ten. Uh, speaking of sports, it is golf season now officially. I'm very excited to get back. I, I didn't get to play golf at all last year. It sucks. Uh, I'm hoping I can get back out there this year. I'm actually supposed to be playing at Valhalla for the first time ever in a few weeks. They got invited to the media thing to kick off the PGA Championship. Very excited about that. And we have, if you want to get out there and start your golf season right now, we have the, the Big X golf card is back. This is a, a fantastic deal for you. The best co- course, some of the best courses in Southern Indiana, you can play them now for a absurd price. Uh, this year's card is going to feature Park Mammoth, Old Capital, Elk Run, Valley View, Wooded View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play all these great courses for under $25 a round with the 2023 Big X Sports Radio Golf Card. Supply is limited. These do, these do, They run out every single year. So get yours today at BigXSportsRadio.com or by calling 812-725-1457. That's BigXSportsRadio.com or 812-725-1457. Park Mammoth is new. I've played several of these other courses before. Park Mammoth was not on the golf card last year. It's apparently an un, like an unreal 18-hole getaway. It's a hidden gem in Park City, Kentucky. So the other ones are Southern Indiana. This one's in Park City, Kentucky. They're all within safe, easy, drivable distance. It's one of the top five golf courses in Kentucky, according to uh, Golf.com. And it's the number three new course in the nation, according to Golf Digest. So if you want to play that course for just 25 bucks, BigXSportsRadio.com or 812-725-1457. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk uh, a little bit of Louisville sports and also get you ready on the cards who are going to be making their Major League uh, 2023 debuts here on opening day. We'll talk about all that and take some texts from you guys as well at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, and it continues next here on the Big X. Where they only they only they only say the dialogue, those lyrics. You yeah, that, that, that might be. A you thing. do hate the other song where you're like, this guy got a life. Now I do like 
I do like Outcast, Sportyoni, No Delicious. <laughs> he just talks. Pretty, Andre 2000 pretty much just talks that whole song. All right, you ready for some uh, some opening day trivia? Oh, oh yeah, baby! In 1910, the Reds were good. Probably not. <laughs> Which president became out the first? Became the first to throw out the ceremonial first pitch on Major League Baseball's opening day? Oh, good lord, 1910. Um, Fat guy, Taft. Boom, William Howard Taft. Since then, every president besides two has thrown at least one ceremonial first ball on opening day. Since the All-Star Game or the World Series while in office. Only two presidents have not done this. Which two? Since 1910? Since 1910. They've either thrown Man. a ceremonial first pitch on opening day, the All-Star Game, or the World Series. FDR? No. Um, I don't like that that was your first guess. Because he won the wheelchair? Yeah. Okay. Well, it wasn't, I mean- wasn't always. No, but I mean, that's. I think that's the reason for a good guess. <laughs> I guess he, he's, these two presidents are. His legs didn't work, but his arms did. I guess. So I guess it does take away my. Made sister. it happen. Yeah. Um, I want. I don't know why I want. I mean, well, Trump. No, he's Trump a, has never. Yeah. Thrown, did not throw out a first pitch. He got booed at the Washington game, but didn't get yeah, come out to your right. Yeah. He's one of the two. Um, the other would have been. This one surprised me a little bit. Carter? Jimmy Carter is correct. Look at I you. I mean, well, he did, he did like a moron reject us from the Olympics. Jimmy Carter and Donald Trump, the only two presidents since 1910 to not throw out the first pitch for an opening day, all-star game, or World Series game. What have you learned in the two years almost you've known me? Two things. You One, love presidents. I know presidents trivia, and two, probably don't leave me around cookie dough. There has been one no-hitter in opening day history. Oh, good Lord. Do you have any idea who it was? Can you tell me the, the decade at least? Maybe you can help me. 40s. Walter Johnson? No. No, he was one. Oh, no, uh, Bob Gibson. No. Who's that? First name's correct. Bob Feller? Bob Feller is correct. Cleveland pitcher Bob Feller, just I'm, 21 years old. I'm nailing this, baby. Pretty impressive. I'm Threw it against the Chicago White Sox at Comiskey Park on April 16th, 1940. In fairness, you have kept it all before 2000. For the most part. This so is true. That's why I probably... Now... Uh, we mentioned, here's another president thing for you. I love it. We mentioned all the presidents who've thrown out either opening day pitches or all-star game pitches or World Series pitches. Only one president has done this. Threw out both left-handed and right-handed first pitches on opening day. This president showcases ambidextrous talents on April 18th, 1950. Um, 1950. Eisenhower? Harry Truman. Oh, Left hand and right. Pretty I get impressive. Truman and Eisenhower. I always get their errors mixed yeah, up because right, right Eisenhower there. was in the forties and they're then right there together. You're, you're, Truman took over right after. Yeah, right there. Um, do you know? Stupid. I would. I would argue this is the most famous opening day event. What okay. record took place on opening day, nineteen seventy four? Nineteen seventy four. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't the disco demolition game. It was not. I was in seventy. It wasn't uh, the ushering of free agency. I don't know that that was around nineteen seventy four. I actually I did not know this until I just read this. Hank Aaron, oh, the, tied Babe Ruth's home run record. Yeah. seven fourteen. He broke the record later that week. I said now that was early seventies. Yeah, opening day nineteen seventy four. Hit his seven hundred and fifty fifth career home run. 
to tie Babe Ruth. Pretty unreal. And the, the the guy runs on the field behind him and runs with him. Know it. Yeah. Looks like it's uh, just a random fan. Who has two players are tied for the most opening day home runs? Oh, good lord! Uh, both very well. More one more modern, one more past. Both Hall of Famers. I feel Bonds is too on the nose. Bonds is too on the nose. He's not. Um, as is McGuire. I'm gonna say Sosa for one. Incorrect. Mark Witten. Incorrect. Great guess. <laughs> he did take four, hidden. He did hit four home runs in one Mark game. <laughs> Frank Robinson and Ken Griffey Jr. Okay, are tied for the most career home runs on opening day with eight. Wait a minute, Griffey. When, hold on. What? How did Griffey hit eight home runs on opening day? In his career, he had eight opening. Day oh, home runs. opening. I think he meant on one day opening day. <laughs> and that would be a major league record for I was both like, players. How did he hit eight? I know Griffey and Robinson were good and all, but <laughs> final question. Oh, I want more. Who has started the most opening days in the history of Major League Baseball? Can you tell me the team? Uh, well, it was for three teams. Nolan Ryan. Mets, Reds, and White Sox. Uh, Nolan Ryan is incorrect. That, yeah. Mets, Reds, and White Sox? Yes. Seaver? Tom Seaver is yeah. correct. Look at you. And they played for all three. Very good. You did well. You did real well. I think, yeah, you gave me a few hints here and there, but I think I did okay. I mean, I'm, I'm you better than I think I would have. That was, <laughs> I was awfully impressed. All right. Uh, I grew. You, you got to remember the house. As much as I love sports trivia in my house before my grandfather passed ninety four, it was all about baseball. He played. He played minor league baseball. He was all baseball, baseball, baseball. God love your grandpa. I know it was. He would. He would love trivia. Was he? And he loved baseball trivia. Uh, we've got. I mentioned this earlier. We didn't dive into who they are. We have five former Louisville players who are on active rosters for opening day this season. Um, we have Morton. Oh, on opening day, I was like, we should have Morton at least. In, I would think. Yeah, we've got we have Will Smith playing for the Dodgers. We've got Adam Duvall, who's playing. Um, in case you didn't know, led the National League in RBIs. You're damn right. <laughs> Adam Duvall's with the Red Sox this year. Okay. Uh, we've got Adam Engel, who played for the White Sox for so long, who's a on a one year deal with the San Diego Padres. I didn't even know went to Louisville until like a year or so ago. You know, he was always making. I forgot about him. Plays. I just knew him on MLB as like the white guy that's a ninety nine speed. We've got uh, Reed Detmers, who's back with the uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. And then Chad Green, who long, lengthy career with the Yankees, and now is a Toronto Blue Jay. Didn't Chad Green play like St. Matthews Little League? Are uh, you thinking of Sean? Uh, um, thinking of Sean. You're right, I am. Chad went to, I thought, okay, never mind. I was going to say, well, did, when did Sean go to UK then? You're thinking of Scott Green, that one. How many Greens played baseball in this town? <laughs> I think you're thinking of Sean Kelly, maybe, is the other one that you're thinking okay. of. Yeah. <laughs> Scott uh, was a pitcher at UK. Okay, but he Chad was. pitched at UofL. Chad pitched at UofL, okay. Actually, I saw when the one game we went to when we went to Boston to watch, a, we saw a Yankees-Red uh, Sox game at Fenway. Chad Green was pitching it, which was pre- pretty cool. Yeah, he's older, though. He's got to be getting up there. Yeah, he signed a two-year, $8.5 million deal with the Blue Jays. Off, uh, after this offseason. We need middle relief bad. Sean Kelly, the former St. Matthews Little Leaguer, I was playing on an all-star team with him when I was 11 and he was 12. He gets the fun fact of he was the, the first closer in the first game after Mariano Rivera's retirement. He huh. they, they used him as the closer for that game. In relation to Chris Kelly, was he? I have no idea. Played at St. X? Don't know. I Sean was him. a Ballard kid, so probably not. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. We'll take some text from you guys. Um Texas. I like the Pirates jerseys, by the way. Yeah, yeah. You, script jerseys are always looking good. It's got. I, I feel like it's got to be a long enough name for it, though. 
Like I, I don't know. I see some script jerseys that are like just like a four word name. It just doesn't feel right. It's got. Feel, I think it's got to be a longer name to look good in script. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you got to say to that. Yeah. Any script I'm good with. I guess uh, we have a leftover KRC text. I don't know what this is about. Well, I love these. Come on, TJ. I don't think it's sad about Wheeler. If anything, it's embarrassing to the program and to him. It just shows the type of person he is. I have no idea what that's about. Well, it clearly severe Wheeler drama. Clearly, TJ thinks Wheeler is a baby and sucks and deserves not to be here and should be not recognized as ever being here. Putting words in his mouth. I mean, it's obviously what he said. That or that's what Scoots said. I bet Scoots is the one that probably really said it. Texas says, I wish I was lying, but I was doing my daily crossword, and Shallow Hal was one of the clues. <laughs> yes! Shallow Hal cannot be escaped. Every day. This is like six consecutive days now. <laughs> I can finish an entire series in one night, and you can't watch Shallow Hal. No, I can't. You also got Cobb. Oh, you also got Quiz Show on that list, too. That's another one that you said you never watched. It's awesome. I don't have any interest in Quiz Show. Why not? It's a really good movie. Uh, Scoots did say, I agree that Cowboy saves it, but he does not like the new intro. Well, well the new intro doesn't like Scoots. Texture 308 just said, what is this show? I don't know. <laughs> Texture says, Trevor, no joke. I got up and started my day this morning when you went to sleep and ended your day from yesterday. Yeah, that's, I think most people probably fall into that category. Probably, yeah. Yeah, like, I could call and get some. I should do wake up calls in the morning for people. Texas, leave early on Wednesday, Mike. Let Trevor handle the mic from four thirty to six. What's the worst that could happen? Show canceled after a week? Probably <laughs> not that long. I'm thinking like maybe five thirty. But you don't like doing. You you don't like being on by yourself. You you don't like being mic one. Don't, I, I don't like running the board, especially and doing the mic as well. Yeah, like I, Rashawn does that perfectly on the Saturdays. I've never been a fan of doing the two things. Which is weird because I usually am actively doing two things at once normally. Yeah. But when it comes to radio, no, I don't know. I'm not, yeah, I'm not a big Mike One guy. Texas, the Card Chronicle podcast is now the Louisville College podcast on Spotify. What's up with that? I did. Somebody asked this question earlier this week. Um, short answer, there were a whole large round of layoffs from within SB Nation by Vox Media a couple months ago. Part of that deal was they stopped supporting, I think, Almost every SB Nation podcast, including ours, unfortunately, uh, it doesn't really mean a whole. Like I was not making a ton of money off the SB Nation podcast from Vox. We get, we we did well with some sponsors, uh, which was nice. But the the Vox deal doesn't really give us this anything. Decision is why we can't afford to go to Space Camp. Exactly. They just uh, they just they hosted like uh, they gave us a platform. They gave us easy tools to use. Like that was the big thing that they did. But they took that away now. And so, long story short. The deal is basically we get to keep our feed. We get to keep, you know, you don't have to resubscribe to the podcast, but we can't use the name Card Chronicle in the, the title of the podcast anymore. So uh, we're going we're gonna to do a show next week, I think, doing a, like, remembering the 10 years of the national title. And at that point, I think we're going to put it out there and say, like, you know, help us name the podcast. We, we want it to be similar so that people aren't confused. Card Chronic. It cannot be. It cannot be anything that it actually uses the phrase Card Chronicle or that sounds a lot like Card Chronicle. So... That's it's really the only change that's coming to the podcast. Everything else will be the same. We just have to change the name and I think the graphic, but that's fine. I can I'm going to use the old, the old weird. Danny's bird. been fired. Danny's gone. <laughs> Danny's blacked out right now. He texted me during the break. He's like, I may black out. He's at the Reds game. It's probably. I wonder what it probably got a good little heat up there right now too. It's a during day game, right? So what? I wonder. They got the same temperature. We got it's a nice little. Weather, it, it sounds like a great day. I saw yeah. his videos from the parade and everything earlier. Like they bring the whole family up there and do the whole thing. That's uh, awesome. His, his family goes every. He used to like get out of school for it. He would always go. Um, yeah, it's a it's a 
big holiday for the Sennard slash Stowe's. Texas says, did you rickroll the Jermaine Lole with a link to Lexington? Oh, I, I must have messed that up in the news notes today. No, I did not mean to do that. Uh, there was a story on Jermaine Lole being potentially the X factor on this year's Louisville football defense. I guess I messed that up with a link to the Lexington Herald Leader article about the Lexington new football team, soccer team, and their rivalry with, with Lou City. So, my bad. Uh, Louisville City, speaking of, will play Lexington Soccer Club coming up on April 5th at 7 p.m. It's the first meeting of a new derby. That's what they call rivalries in soccer. Trevor, do you know that? A new derby? Derby. It's a derby when, they, derby. when they're rivals. I know that. Yeah. Kentucky's new pro soccer club, soccer. Lexington Soccer Club, are going to meet in the second round of the U.S. Open Cup Tournament. If you don't have tickets, you can go to uh, loosecity.com slash tickets right now. And, of course, we've been giving away tickets to for the season on the show. We've been giving away racing Louisville season tickets as well. We'll continue doing that today. But, yes, next week, April 5th, U.S. Open Cup, our first chance to really stomp Lexington Soccer Club in our new rivalry. I, I like that we have them now because— We can't lose a rivalry that's called a derby in Louisville. Can't you shouldn't? No, all that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's that can't be. No, that, there's no excuse for that. I think we sort of have a new rival because you know Cincinnati FC was our big rival for a long time. Then they made the move to MLS because they were scared of us. Because you know we always just just stomped the mud yeah, all in them. They were they they ran from us. And then like Indy Eleven kind of replaced them, which is it's it's it. There's a nice rivalry there, but it's nice to have another rival. I know Lexington Soccer Club is in uh, I guess a lower league than we are technically, but. We'll play them annually, and we'll beat them Still annually. It's Lexington versus Louisville. Cincinnati got that MLS spot, and we didn't. Well, whatever. They when were. I when I play when I play FIFA, I always delete Cincinnati and replace them with the creative franchise Louisville FC. As you should. Yeah. You won't have to do that with Racing Louisville because they're in the new FIFA game. Which, Are they really? Which is pretty cool. We have a Louisville soccer team that's officially in the that. FIFA game. The see, you say I only buy FIFA every four years during during World Cup fever, but I didn't get the World Cup fever this year. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You talked about that. I'm sorry. No, and it's, it's disappointing for me. A big part of the reason why Cincinnati did get that bump up to MLS was their deep run in the U.S. Open Cup, where they made it, I think, all the way to the semifinals. Their crowds were incredible. They got a lot of attention for it. And we've made a couple of nice runs. Hopefully, we can make another one starting next week against uh, the Lexington Losers. That's what we're calling them. I just assumed it was because they, they cheated and greased the palms of people. Tesha says, Mike said, are you sure you could float? It was cold, but it was hilarious. <laughs> I'm a little hurt by that one. Well, I mean, my only problem is like, it, you know, this is it, like you really think I'm, it's zero gravity. There's like, no way we're not would. actually in space. It's it's artificial. Like we're not. If you went up in, if you were in the, if you were in space in a rocket, yes, of course you would okay. float. There's no gravity. These are man-made machines. It is one thing for you to look at me in surprise that when I tell you my chair can lift me up. It's another when you question whether a horse can <laughs> hold me on its back. <clears throat> But when you think I'm so fat that I can't beat out zero gravity, I mean... It was a machine. It's a machine. <laughs> Don't blame the machine. It's designed for kids. No. <laughs> it's designed to take away gravity. Texas Bleep Sports, we got Space Camp. It would be a fun show. I'm I've, I'm almost guaranteed to ride a horse or at least attempt to on derby time. I'm. You've got me almost convinced of doing a little vacation down to Space Camp. Even if you don't want to go and do the show, I'll do the show by myself. Then. You can go by yourself? And just have somebody videotape me doing and Just to show you that gravity is not. Timmy, hold this camera. <laughs> We're going to do some radio. How long do I have to do this, sir? Faster Three than hours. That I, that I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to defy gravity. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, Texas Mike, sorry if you talked about this, but 
What the bleep does Milt do here? Why are we paying him? The McDonald's game interview is embarrassing. Does anyone really believe he's not cheering for DJ during the UK UFL games this year? Oh, that'd be okay. It took me a second to realize what he's talking about. He's on the. I mean, I did not take me long because I feel like I get this question twice a week. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's been on. The, he's on the bench this season. Like, I, okay. I was wondering if he was going to be in one of those support roles where he's not really kind of like a member of the active coaching staff. He kind of he's just with the team and he sits behind uh, the bench. But he was very clearly kind of like the fourth assistant this season. Um, so he, he's got a role. Um, the whole. I mean, I called this when we first, like, before we hired Kenny Payne. And this, if it, if it happens, if it winds up coming to fruition, I'm going to be legitimately pissed. Like, it's one thing for us to hire you and then for your grandson to go to our, our arch rivals. But if we play them in December and he lights us up and we lose again handily on our home floor this year and I've got, and I, and I see Kenny Payne and I see Milt Wagner like laughing it up and dapping it up with DJ after that game, like I'm not going to handle that well. And I and you know you can say what you will about. I, I know one of the big topics of conversation this season was you know Kenny Payne kind of smiling in the handshake lines after we lost 17 consecutive games and it rubbing some people the wrong way. And you can I, I think you can go back and forth on that and how much it actually means and, and all this stuff. The DJ, if that does wind up happening this year, like. There should be no back and forth there. Like this is a kid that you we wanted to get. A lot of people thought we were going to get when we hired Kenny. A lot more thought we were going to get when we hired Milt, and then we didn't get him. And if he single handedly beats us in what is the most contentious rivalry in all of college basketball, and we've got laughing and oh, oh like oh, I love you, man, like great game. Like I, I don't, I don't want to see that this year. Yeah, I think I think we we I think we talked about it back when this originally came up. We I think I made the comparison to like Wesley Snipes in Major League when he makes teams like. Just because you made, don't celebrate in the locker room, you know, in front of everybody. Yeah, when, go talk to him after the game. I give it to your grandson. Yeah, because you don't know who all is, you know, because you know the people around you that aren't going to be. And I'm, I know it's, it's kind of a weird comparison because he should be celebrating in said locker room when I say don't do it in the locker room. But yeah, just don't do it in the court. I mean, be happy. You, I mean, if you want to smile, I mean, if you're smiling, it's don't under, be happy. We're paying you a lot of money to beat be, beat yeah, Kentucky to beat other but teams. But definitely don't be up and hugging him. And, 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 and I know he's your family, but wait till you go outside behind the camera. I mean, there's no reason to do. It. I mean, don't, don't rub it in Louisville fan, and and then if you do that, and then don't be surprised when you, there's like backlash on social media towards you. Especially now, if we're, like, I can't believe people are mad at me for embracing my grandson. Yeah, they're fans. That's you kind of spit in their team's face. <laughs> I mean, when, when we beat Minnesota, in, like Richard Patino, the son of our head coach, gave Rick the blow by, like 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 blew right by him, was furious, like didn't want to talk to him. And I'm sure Minnesota fans appreciated that. Like, it's not, I mean, you know, when Rick would lose to former assistants, he never handled that well. He didn't do the whole, like, laugh it up type thing. Uh, it's just like. I mean, not to go Bobby Knight on him. Right, but, I mean, but like, just, you know, save it for after the game. Like, we, are, you are paid to beat teams. They kicked our ass this past year, and that was one thing, because everybody was kicking our ass this year. And, <laughs> like, like, especially if we're, like, 4-7 and seven going into that game again, or just you know, not great, whatever our record might be. And this kid that, like, Part of the reason why I think a lot of people were excited about getting Kenny Payne was the notion that we were going to get DJ Wagner. And then certainly when we hired Milt, a lot of people, a lot of ears perked up. A lot of national prognosticators said, well, clearly he's going to go to Louisville. And then he, not only does he not go to Louisville, he goes to your biggest rival. And if he comes in here to our building and scores a ton of points against us and we lose again to Kentucky and it looks kind of like it did last year and it, there's just a 
lot of like laughing and, and hugging and all. Like it's just not. Like I don't. I don't want to see that. I I get that it's family. I get that it's all that stuff. But you're you're paid to do a job. Do your job. Like that. That's what I want to see. At least year. pretend like you're trying to do it. Yeah, we need we need to we need to step that up. Texas Mike, how do you feel about the football opener versus Georgia Tech in Atlanta? I think it's going to be a tough game. Shouts to Georgia Tech coach Brent Keys for his comments yesterday. Sorry to bring up this political issue. Um, I thought Brent Keys was like their new coach. He said that. He is. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Why is it a political issue? I guess he made. He, I assume he made some sort of statement yesterday. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, well. About. Um, God forbid he have his opinion. The shooting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think his mom was a teacher, so he had a very emotional thing. Um, Understandable then. For sure. Um, I mean, my mom's a teacher. My mom's. Yeah. I, I, I've got have teachers all through my about. family. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's um, like George. I'm not gonna pretend like that. We have six months to break this game down. The only thing that I really know about them is they're going to be playing a new style under yeah. Keys because they've got a new coach. And they got a whole new roster for the most part. I mean, and they've replaced. got one of our running backs from last year. Well, that's, yeah. so like that's, that's all I can you. You can say that every left last like <laughs> They do love taking Louisville running backs. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> if I know a lot about Georgia Tech, I'll know more as the year comes along. I'll do some more homework. But I read, you know, a Steel Magazine or Phil Steel Magazine. Yeah, we got so. six months. But uh, but as from now, I'm very confident that we should be Georgia Tech. It does have kind of a – it's not exactly the same, but it does have kind of a – just beat Syracuse Scott field to it going into the offseason because like I don't think Georgia Tech is going to be predicted to be as bad as Syracuse but and Syracuse ended up being better than everybody thought they were going to be last year I do have more confidence in this team this year than I did our team last year going into that I thought game. they would win that game easily and they, they got well, their ass kicked so but I. again we didn't what we thought the situation was going into the year wound up not really being the case Syracuse was not a the pushover we thought they were going to be but it was more about like Satterfield needs to drum up some goodwill with the fans. This is the one game on the conference schedule that seems more winnable than any other. We've owned Syracuse, all that stuff, and we can't start off after this whole offseason of you know, recruiting is going to be good. We're going to get this program going in the right direction. We can't start off with a thud, and we started off with the biggest thud imaginable. I think with Jeff, it's we finally have, it seems like the fan base is kind of on the same page. People are excited about this. People are, are imagining a really, like hitting the ground running, a, a very successful first year. And Georgia Tech is an opponent that has been more down than we have in recent years. They also have a, a, a new head coach. Let's make sure that we win that first game. I don't think he has as much to lose as Satterfield did in that game. Like Satterfield took a significant hit when he when, when he dropped that contest. But you would have people who are like hey, all these people who wanted Brom. Like you got your wish. Like that would that would be kind of become a thing if you lose that, that first. That's game. That's gonna happen. When we lose the first game wherever it is in the. Oh season, yeah, if we lose probably. like no, the number three team in the if we play Florida State, yeah, you're gonna at get some that. point. They're like number three in the country. People are gonna be like, well, glad you guys got what you wanted. Thought your Brom was gonna win you an undefeated season. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we we got to a few texts. We'll take some more at five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. A couple of hoops nuggets to get to as well. Final four weekend getting closer and closer. The teams are talking to the media today. I'll tell you a little bit about what they had to say. All that coming your way in hour number two. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X.
right, welcome back in. Hour number two here, the Thursday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. Opening day, Major League Baseball. Reds Pirates getting ready for first pitch over on Valley Sports South. We got it on. Hunter Green taking the hill. Former bat, Hunter Green, on the mound today for the Cincinnati Reds. The Louisville Bats get ready to kick off their season tomorrow in Nashville. They'll be home for the start of a six-game series on, I believe, uh, Tuesday is the first game for that series. So next week, make it out to Slugger Field. The weather should be great. Hopefully, it'll be great for Bats baseball. We got the Reds today. We got five former Cardinals in action in uh, MLB. Got Toronto be, today. Got Toronto and Alex uh, Mano, number one on the mound for, for is first year as an ace starter for the Blue Jays. Trev, it's funny how I never know what's going to catch on with people when we talk on the show, especially these shows we've had this week, where we've just kind of been all over the place. <laughs> it has been a weird week. It's it been a weird week. We just we we took the we were so focused on NCAA tournament and basketball and all that stuff, and then you give us a little bit of breathing room, and we <laughs> you give us an inch, we'll take a mile. We abuse it. Uh, yeah, we, we, do. we certainly have abused this week. But I got more responses last night and today from people talking about their kids going through the frozen era. <laughs> then like, anything we've talked about for the last month, I think, is like it's friends, it's people that I don't know on Instagram, it's people that I I, I don't know who DM me on Twitter who've all been like, oh my, the frozen era. Either their kids are in it right now, or they're reminiscing. They they went through it two or three years ago. My guy Justin Rank, uh, who always listens to the podcast, sent me some messages with a picture of his daughter in it a couple of years ago, and they all send pictures of, of their girls in like the the Elsa outfit. Mm. And Virginia, she's got. Like she's got a bell dress, she's got a Jasmine from Aladdin dress, and she's been just dying for like I need an Elsa outfit, I need an Elsa outfit. She wears the bell dress and acts like she's Anna from Frozen because they it's yellow, it's kind of like her outfit in the movie. Should I watch Frozen? Yeah, you're okay. But she, uh, <laughs> we're getting her one for Easter. Okay. And so she's gonna like she's gonna live in this thing. Like she will ask yeah. for it every well, until morning. Something replaces it. Yeah, it, this is the phase now though. I know. For a few months, she will ask for it every morning. She will want to wear it when you know, she gets home from school. She will want to wear it all the time. And uh, I'm excited about it. I, mean, it's, I feel like every face she has, though, I get her a gift for it, so I need to get her a frozen something. It's, it's that time, man. It's a, you know, she, she doesn't have a birthday again until September, so she's got a, a ways to go. But right now, I mean, when I left, she was watching Frozen. She's just all about, she's all into Frozen. I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess I could, other than me just watching it myself, which, I mean, it can't be much creeper than watching. You watched The Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Recently. But Dallas, The Little that Mermaid. That was nostalgia. Yeah, that was nostalgia. Like, because, like, even the last time I was dealing with kids, like, yeah. When when my buddy's kids were at that age, the the their frozen was you know Dora the Explorer and Blue's Clues. Yeah, we. I went through a lot of Dora though. Oh, good lord, I hate. We that have show. not done Dora. I mean, but Dora's not even popular anymore, right? I don't think so. I think she's Nora's Blue's the Clues, right? I mean, the I, one that I remember a few years ago that everybody hated was that Caillou, the little bald kid who apparently just threw fits all the time. I don't remember him. And thankfully, he's not a big deal anymore. And and. Virginia has never I just, seen an episode of Kyrie. I just know I had nightmares of Swipey, no Swipey. <laughs> it's like I just, I'd be starting just saying it randomly. <laughs> they do. I mean, the, the songs get in your head all the time. Oh, all yeah. The, all these shows. Like, I, oh, they, yeah. No matter what, what you agree. But be if I ever want to make Mary like vehemently angry, it's whenever we have time together. If we're like going out to dinner or if it's just like the kids have gone to sleep and we're getting ready to watch a show and I'll start singing and then I'll be, you know, I'll just be like. Rum tum tum. She's like, stop it, stop, <laughs> stop right now. She's like, no. And there's is no joking. Like it's not a, like it's not a. It's like a. I will divorce you if you keep this up for five more minutes. Like, but I'm like, I'm like, it's in my head. She's like, I know. And now it's in my head. You killed the whole night. What do you want? Me you to romantic, do? you. What do you want me to do? <laughs> like, well, I guess I can go watch the game now. <laughs> I'll be up from the basement in ten minutes. Do you have any opening day? Have you ever been to an opening day? I haven't. Game? No, I mean, I, I haven't been. 
I didn't I haven't been to a lot of baseball games. I know that you like to tease me about like not going to a lot of sporting events in the last like few years, but I have fifteen. Give or take. And but my, my resume is pretty pretty extensive, I think, for for attending games. I mean but baseball I mean, I went, like I said, I did go to the 90 NLCS with my grandpa. I barely kind of remember. I was 10 years old. I didn't even realize what we, the, 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 the importance of the game we were at uh-huh. against the Pirates. Um, and then I went to, uh, the, like, the, like the two days before the Reds, the strike in 94, I went to our Reds and Braves. Outside that, uh, my coworker who's texting the show, I think a couple of times, uh, my man, Philip, he's a big Reds fan. We went into a Reds Cubs game back in 2010 or 11, I guess it was. And that's the last baseball game I went to. I mean, I just, I, now I've been to Reds. I went, I guess technically not because the girl I was probably seeing, she worked for the Reds. So I I visited her like up in the like the press box area during oh, a game, God. but I didn't really watch the game. I mean, you and your press box shenanigans. Well, <laughs> nothing happened there. Other than Edison Volquez hit on her in front of me, That's which is why I don't like him. The same reason you don't like what's his name. Edison Volquez didn't even speak English. That's impressive. I know. I was like, come on, dude. I'm right here, by the way. I know I'm not, I know I'm not kicking my coverage at all with her, but. <laughs> I mean, I'm right here. <laughs> I went to a Reds game like the weekend of opening day, like where it was like I think they played third. Like it was like one of the, it was like this year where the opening day was Thursday, and then we went to the game like Saturday night. So like that was as close as I've gotten. I did go to the very first ever Bats game at Slugger Field, which was cool. I went. I was there the week it opened for Cardboard Heroes, but I didn't attend the game. I was we were doing like uh, we had a card show, we had a setup with some jerseys and stuff, and like uh, we were in the uh, hallway area. But that's the I've only and I've only been the one bats game and that was when we were doing it with Nick Coffee. We did a show out there. There's only bats game you've ever been to. Mm-hmm. Wow, bats games are fun. I used to have season tickets to the Redbirds. We used to go. I mean, I like when we were in college and then the first few years out of college, we'd go to Thirsty Thursday like every week during the summer. It was incredible. I just yeah, I don't very uh, good way to get drunk. I believe it for cheap. I, you'd get you go you'd grab two beers. There was a limit. You get back in the line. You drink the two beers. You get two beers, you go back to the line, it was great. And then you watch like four innings of baseball, and then you go somewhere else with friends. The Blue Jays are the only favorite team of mine that I've never been to a home game for. In fact, I've hmm. never seen the Blue Jays in a regular season game. Only exhibition against the Reds at the, the day of the Final Four in 05. We'll have to change that. I Road need to trip. Get, the fact, the fact is... Base camp, Blue Jays, doubleheader. I want to go to a Blue Jays game. I want to watch it from the hotel just to say I did it because it's not worth it, really, the pricing. I've done the comparison. But I just want to say I've done it once. But also, I just I gotta get a pass. I don't have a passport now. You have to have a passport to even go into Canada. Now that you say that, mine's probably they're good for ten years, right? I've I've never had. Mine's one. probably about to run up. I need, I need to probably get another. One. I need to, and I don't want to. I just don't feel like really jump through the hoops to do it just to go to Canada. My favorite opening day memory. <laughs> we all watched uh, my sophomore year at Dayton. It was it was I guess oh five. I don't know if anybody even remembers this player, the Joker Joe Randa. Hit a walk-off home run. I do not. And we were like, here we go. We still had some hope, and that team ended up being What good. year was that? 2005. Oh, okay. <laughs> this was when the Reds were like, just stop. They, they were about to stop. Oh, my God. First pitch. Did he just hit it out? I thought, I re- I, for a second there, I thought we had one pitch, one home run for the Pirates. No, for the, the win, season. Is the, to quote Bob Uecker, the wind must have got My it. heart literally <laughs> dropped for a second. It was like that old, yeah, I know we bring up Family Guy, like references a lot where they're like, this was life shorter than being a New York Mets fan. It's like opening day. Here's the first pitch of the season. Crack. It's like and the season's over. And so he just throws his hat down. That was almost we had that moment in real life, almost right there. Um, and instead, it's one pitch, one out. Hunter there you Green, go, the Reds, baby, on top of things. Hunter Green working at a ridiculous rate right now. Hunter Green, no, he wears twenty one because he is twenty one. He's twenty three. He's twenty three. Okay, I thought he was younger than that. Actually, he's still the youngest opening day starter. 
uh, in, in the bigs this year. Okay. Just hit 100 miles an hour in his second pitch. The dude is he's going to be lights out. And he just got his second, third pitch of the game, rope for a single. Not a great start. It's okay. We'll, we'll, it's a long season. We're going to be fine. Uh, well, you know what all matters is what we learn from Major League is the, the opening, the leadoff batter has to get a base hit. That's a good sign. Well, we'll for you all. I mean, you haven't been up to plate yet, though. Jonathan India, step it up, man. We need you this year. Yeah. Break back out. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sucks line. We're going to give away uh, some racing loose season tickets. We were supposed to do it yesterday. We ended up holding off, so we'll give away a pair today. Or not a pair today. A set today. One set of racing loose season tickets today, and then another one tomorrow. A couple of people have texted in asking, uh, you know, I won this week. Should I have them? I think they'll all be sent together uh, via email, hopefully today or tomorrow. I'll check with Susan to make sure, but we'll make sure that you get those before uh, – before we get to the end of the weekend, because Racing Louisville does open up their home season this weekend against the Washington Spirit. 3 o'clock is the kickoff at Lynn Family Stadium. One thirty is when the fan zone opens. It should be a, a – looks like the weather's going to be good. Uh, weather was great last week for Lou City's home opener. They just didn't play very well. But uh, hopefully the, the the women of Racing Lou can play a little bit better in their first home game of the season. What's that bad weather in St. Louis? The Blue Jays-Cardinals game is delayed. Oh, no. I guess it's raining out there. Maybe they're just like the Blue Jays canceled the season. Like, we're not going to be good. We're done. This is last play. Malakis pitches to George Springer, and then there's the delay. They can actually do one pitch and got scared. George Springer scared it out of him. The only final of the day, uh, the <clears throat> excuse me, the Yankees beat the Giants 5 nothing. Garrett Cole is the winner, allowed only four hits. Giants get the shutout. We texted my boy uh, I was Dylan, say, Dylan this morning. We were like, we're like, new season? He was like, new season. My, and then my friend just goes, is it weird that you wear baseball pants every single day of your life? He's like, I was like, I haven't worn baseball pants since I was the last time I played at 18. You mean like the jersey pants? Yeah, he wears baseball pants every single day to work. Like, that's, that's a weird feeling. I haven't worn baseball pants since Linden. The, yeah, the last, I have, would never have worn them if I hadn't played. The last game I yeah. played was the last time I wore baseball pants. And Dylan's like, yeah. So does he wear, he wears like a jer- like a full jersey? Yeah, they, every day to practice. Like they wear, you know, coaches wear that. Like they wear the pants. They wear the like, little hitting jersey. Like, what number is he? I don't know if he has. I'm assuming he has a number. But that video went viral of them telling the, the kid that he made the opening day roster. Yeah, they sit him down. And there's one coach who's like ass is right in front of the camera a couple times. <laughs> nice. and I was like, Dylan, is this your ass? And he's like, no. He's like, that's not me. I'm sitting, he's like, you hear my voice at the end. I'm like, good job, man. Congrats. But that's not me. And I'm like. You're wearing baseball pants every day is weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's kind of weird. It's super weird. I don't know why. I mean, I know the sports radios had this discussion a million times, but the coaches wearing uniforms will never not be weird to me. I mean, baseball is the only sport that does it, which makes it weird. And now, are you are you pro suit though on the sideline? I'm fine with it. I mean, I, I'm not like suit or die. <laughs> I think it's classy. I think I think it has its moments. Speaking of suit wearers, Rick Pitino, uh, of course, big-time suit wearer, seven St. John's players have already transferred since he got named to head coach. And he said, basically, like, Joel Soriano is a guy that you can build around. But a lot of these other guys, like, I, I can't win with them. We're going to have to have some other guys go. And he apparently meant it because Soriano, I think, is the only scholarship player who's <laughs> staying. It's going to be Soriano, a, a few of the guys from his Iona team, and then a ton of transfers, I think, is what he's banking on. And he's going after some of the recruits that are available pretty hard as well. But it's going to be... I kind of wonder, we've talked so often about the rebuilding job that he did here, and you know, he took over this roster in, in 2002, 2003, that he said, I think it's 2001, 2002, that he said was the worst he'd ever inherited, and you know, these guys are going to either abide by my standards and what I do, or they're going to have to leave. And you, I kind of wonder if, if this had been, like, 
the rules of now had been applicable then, if the transfer portal was a thing, I wonder if we would have just seen like everybody leave. If he, if he, he would have been like, I can win with Reese Gaines, everybody else has to go. And Ellis Miles hits the portal. Luke Whitehead hits the portal. And that would have kind of been sad. I mean, it does, not to, to do old man radio here, but you do see players that just probably would have flourished at a program if they'd stuck it out for two or three years, just cut ties really quickly and go. And I think that probably it would, it may have been a longer rebuild for Rick if he'd had these new rules. Uh, I mean, I saw Peyton Seaman. Well, with, with, with the guys leaving, you have the chance of guys coming in as easily, so maybe that would delay the... Yeah, but like think about like Ellis Miles went from being a problem kid to like one yeah. of the biggest players on the 05 Final Four. We probably don't make that run if he doesn't you know, buy into the system that well and get himself in shape and become such a good player. Luke Whitehead went from a guy who... Yeah, I think we all were like, how does this guy have a scholarship his first couple of years with Denny to a guy who was the MVP of the CUSA tournament in 03 after Ellis got hurt? And Reese went from a player who clearly had talent but wasn't really getting the most out of his ability to an All-American under Patino. And you know, I'm not sure that that would have been the case in this day and age. I mean, Siva, Peyton Siva, he straight up tweeted out. He quote tweeted a, a Tom Izzo rant about you know, the transfer portal and stuff a few weeks ago and said, if, the, if I had been playing under these rules – I probably would have left after my freshman season. He's like, I came, I'm a McDonald's All-American. I'm thinking I should be starting. You know, I played behind Eddie Grossosa. Yeah. I didn't play that many minutes. I wasn't scoring. I didn't have a very good year. He's like, I, he's like, if this had been, and it would have been the worst thing that ever happened to me. He's like, I would have never gotten better as a player. I would have never learned from Rick Pitino. I would have never you know, won a national title. Like All those things, I would have just cut ties and probably gone back to the West Coast and played at, at Washington or, or one of those schools out there and had a, you know, whatever career solid career probably but, but it does yeah. like again like i don't want to do the old man thing i think players do have the right to transfer i think that it's a it's a, it's a good rule if coaches can go wherever they want on a year-to-year basis why shouldn't players well but i do coaches wish that, are adults employees where these are kids as well i mean well the employees thing is what they you know, remember they lost those lawsuits like they, yeah. they are they technically by the rules of the law are employees based on the way that it's laid out like it's i do wish that kids would have the stick to itiveness to just stay in a program and be like, just because I'm not killing it right away, even if that was the recruiting pitch, doesn't mean that this isn't going to be the best for me thing for me long term. But it's clearly not going to happen in most cases. No, I mean, I guess it couldn't. I mean, it depends on the the, the level of player, I guess. Hopefully, I mean, like maybe Mike James is like, but like you said, Seba being one who was a McDonald's All American, I thought honestly after watching him, you know, in high school a little bit. I thought, you know, what we got out of his freshman year is about as much as you could probably have gotten out of his freshman year. He he was he still had some work to be done and, and groomed and it, that you saw that happen over his career. I remember when we got here, but I was like, he's gonna start I'm like I was like, at least I got a ten minute a guy. I, I could see him getting uh, giving us nine, ten minutes off the bench as a backup role, and that's about what he did. Yeah, that that first team, Ellis was the one that would probably heartbreak me the most. Yeah, he would have loved because I I can't see him staying. I mean he probably would have gotten rid of him too. Like that's the other thing. His coaches now just yeah, get rid he would have just told, I mean, he probably would have I mean, he, yeah, he probably would have been like, you know, if you don't like it here, hit the road. And Ellis, with no probably restrictions, would have said, okay, bye. Right, yeah. And he probably told me, you know, for all we know, he told him that already. And Ellis was, I was like, well, where am I going to go? I can't I can't go. You know, I have to stay and suck this up. I mean, yeah, you don't know. I mean, Brian Northern maybe never stays here. I mean, uh, all really that team. He didn't really stay here that long anyway. Huh? He didn't really stay here that long anyway. Well, he's, he, didn't he, he, he left as a junior, didn't he? Yeah, I think he played one full season for Patino and then was gone. Yeah, the first. He may not even made it through the full season. Uh, but yeah, I'm just trying to I mean, love Northern, but yeah, he, he was. I mean, who knows? Otis George, the freshman team might not. 
Larry O'Bannon, the freshman, might have been after his freshman year. For sure, year. absolutely, that's a good. Honestly, after examples. Larry O'Bannon's freshman year, I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have probably been mad if he left. He might have kept. It wasn't until his near sophomore year ended he started warming up to me. He may have kept Cisco and Tyquan and like kicked everybody else to the curb. Like, like I, yeah. I, I could see that happen, and it would have. You know, maybe we would have brought in better players and would have been even better than we were in those first few years. But you know, maybe we wouldn't have. Maybe we wouldn't have gone to an 05 Final Four, and the whole Patino tenure would have been, you know. Shipwrecked before it really got going because I mean, we it was, didn't win enough. It already had. I mean, I wouldn't say it's hard to say it had trouble getting on its feet quickly because we went to Final Four in year four. But I mean, he did have enough trouble with dealing with. <clears throat> excuse me the re, the new style of recruiting of high school to pros that he never dealt with before he went. You know, he left UK a little bit. I mean, we did. It did turn around. I mean, we went from being just god awful to no. He turned around so quick. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, then being a four seed in year two. But if he was able to recruit like right with not dealing with the restrictions of high school to NBA, we may who knows what kind of ta- what our roster would have looked like by year yeah. two or Tell year Fair, three. Yeah, Jeremy I mean, Tyler, Dante Smith, all those guys. I mean, yeah, yeah, we lost uh, all of them. Yeah, CC uh, James Lang. I mean, just n- 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 the list goes on and on. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. Hit us up there. You guys have some thoughts. People um, forget Jeremy Tyler's like was a was a. I mean, he set he set records going to high school, leaving pro after his junior year, and he wound up being a big time cautionary tale. Remember, like they I think well, he, he played in the NBA though. Eventually. Did he? Yeah, he played for Golden State for like two years. He didn't play much. I know. That. No, no, I didn't see he didn't impact, but he did make it to the NBA. He was I want to say played for the Warriors and somebody else for like a year. He played Maybe. for the Warriors, and that's it. Oh, was it okay? Yeah, he, he played mostly in Japan. Yeah, exactly. And played is putting it nicely. Yeah, well. He, he played in, looks like, 20 games, zero starts, 1.1 1. 1 point per game. For the Warriors? He did play. He did appear in one game for the Hawks. Okay. A year later. I mean. Did, did not record I a He was an all-star career. I just said he, yeah. made, he, did, he, did, he, make, did, he did make it to the he NBA. He did show up. Yeah, I do but remember. He was, he was the cautionary tale because he, that was the very beginning of this whole, like, kids may leave high school early and go overseas for a year where they can get paid. And he was in Japan. The New York Times did a big thing where he's like, I'm a 17-year-old in Japan. This sucks. Get me, get me out of here. We interviewed him with uh, with with uh, Demling and uh, Matt Jones while he was in the airport headed, like, about to leave the country. Did you really? He did an interview with us on like, his cell phone. Like, Lead-off single. There it is. It was Time so- for the season. Very first batter? Jonathan India. Lead-off single. Starting the game. Now just don't get caught at first base sneaking away like, like Willie Mace Hayes did. They're going to lose 100 games, Drew. I personally think we got hosed on that call. <laughs> <laughs> But, Worst interview, by the way, because you couldn't understand what he was saying. It was so loud. He was at airport, and it was like, "Well, then, Jeremy, thanks for teasing the Louisville fans." <laughs> Did you ever listen? Kenichiwa. I don't know if you ever even listened to this, but like, so we after the whole, I guess I can talk about this now. After the whole drama went down with when George got fired, yeah, like we. We had the first interview with him after, like, a, like a month after this had happened. Like, he was going to talk publicly for the first time about all this was happening, and like, you know, we hyped it up. But the problem was, John was on vacation, and of course, you know, John wanted to be a part of it. John had, had set it up. Oh so, well, yeah. Man. So he wanted to be involved in it. So we had, we had to work out. I mean, the phones at iHeart were a little bit better than the situation here, where we can't get the calls going. But it was still a little tough to get like a. Three-way call. We can call out here. We just can't call it. Exactly. <laughs> Imagine us trying to do this here. But like it was me in studio, John from like the beach, and then Tom. And the problem was Tom was at like an on like a terminal. He, he was like an like a, a like on the runway, and it was the loudest thing I've ever heard. And so it sounded like you know we're we, we opened the portal to Hoth, 
and, and we're doing this interview with with Jurich, and like you can't even hear his response. I'm trying to hear like, everybody. Like it was a complete disaster, and like you know, we had a lot of people listening because they wanted to hear what Tom was going to say for the first time. And I remember like you could hear like every seventh word, and I'm right there, and I'm looking at. It's one of those deals where, like, I can't just be like, "This is so bad, we have to cut this." Like I've, I've got to sit there and do this whole like 30 minute interview. It was a it was a rough spot. 30 minutes. I mean, I think I've, it felt like it was like two and a half hours. And that's all I know. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure. I mean, we set it up to be like a, a lengthy interview. He was going to talk about a lot of things. And it just, it was bad. It was, it, it didn't go great. But I think we got him on again like a couple weeks later and it ended up being better. Texas says, what player was known frequently for eating a Snickers bar while he played right field? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Does he give the answer? Former Red Superstar, Dave Parker. Really? I didn't know that either. I did not either. I was unaware that Wade Boggs ate a bucket of chicken. There you go. Also drank a lot of beers on a cross-country flight, apparently. Yeah. Somebody sends in a picture from, I don't know what field this is. He's at one of the opening day games. Where is this? It's not Yankee Stadium. Oh, it's uh, it's the London. He's at the London Series game. London, there's a London Series game? I guess this is the from last year. Red Sox-Yankees. Oh, I was going to say, I didn't know there was a game in London this year. Texas says, Mike, you should watch as much Shallow How as Trevor ate of that salad. So watch like seven minutes of it and call it good. Ah, but that's what Shallow How's more entertaining than that salad was. I don't know. Look at the Reds. Two on, no out. Uh-oh. Look at this, baby. I mean, we're basically putting the entire Central Division on notice right now. I mean. <laughs> we don't even have Votto. That was not even, oh, that was not a strike. Votto's not even healthy. Just wait I, until we bring up Ellie. I just cannot find out why they're on delay in St. Louis. Like everyone's pointing these pictures of like great opening day. I'm like, it says delay. Texture says new podcast name, the Shallow Card Cast. <laughs> well, you can't have anything card or chronicle in it, right? I think we can get away with cards. Okay. Danny wants to do the House of Cards podcast with like the the theme too, like the the, the House of Cards theme. Did you ever finish House of Cards? I I bailed after like the. Second season, I think. I made it. When it got a little ridiculous, I made it farther than that. But I think I went maybe like third or yeah. Look at this: three batters, three hits, unbelievable. Bases loaded, nobody out. Now this is the situation where the the Reds offense. This is the situation where the Reds historically, and I say historically, I mean like the last five years. I think are hitting point eighty five. Like we with with, who's your cleanup guy? uh, It's your boy Tyler Stevens. Oh, here we go. Four RBIs right now for me. With the Reds, I think they have to be the worst team at getting no runs in. With nobody out and the bases loaded, like we are in the situation all the time, and we consistently don't score somehow. You have a catcher batting lead up, uh, cleanup. What do you expect? Well, I mean, this is. I mean, you don't see too many catchers play cleanup. It's, I mean, it's not that. It's I mean, more often, more frequent than it used to be. Yeah, we've had. I, mean, I feel like we've had a catcher batting cleanup a decent amount. Yeah, you know. When, oh, there's the double play ball. Oh, right. The, is that the six foot eight kid? It's gonna score a run. Yeah. Um, it's going to score a run, though. You don't get an RBI for that, though. Sorry. What do you mean I don't get an RBI for that? Not an RBI when you do a double play with the bases loaded. But the, the, he scored because of the hit? It's not an RBI. You don't, you won't get that on your fantasy. I'm game. sorry. Did, am, I, am I seeing things, or did a run get batted in? It, you won't get credit for it. <laughs> O'Neill Cruz made the BS. play. Hey, at least they scored. <laughs> God, Stevens, what are you I don't doing? I care if he scored. I want my RBI. Now we've got Vossler, a guy who wasn't even good enough to play for the Giants last year and is somehow on our team and batting fifth. But that's this is a classic Reds opening day lineup. Um, for those, by the way, that are listening right now and going, oh, God, I got 162 games to listen to. You do. Actually, you don't because if this thing like last year, by like fifth game of the season, he'll check out. Yeah. 
So you won't have to worry about listening to any more baseball. Well, the thing and is, then at that point, he, just, he will just avoid talking baseball at all possible because of how bad the Reds are at that point. The sad thing, though, is like I won't check out. I just won't want to talk about you it. Always- I will sit here and watch. I mean, <laughs> you'll, you'll, keep, you'll track it on your computer. I've seen you do it. Our, like, our, our text group, we are the biggest just massive. Like, I, I don't know what's wrong with us. Like We will sit here and talk about game 157 of a 100-loss Red season in September. I just don't want to like have a discussion about it on air. I don't want to discuss the Reds. Like last year when when they were one in twenty one, like I just did, you know two and twenty one. I I didn't want any part of it. Texas, there's nothing more endearing than a grown man letting you know that he's blacked out. Go, Danny. Go. Oh yeah, he's Danny gets really into Reds opening day. He's got his kids with him too. He gets too. really into Reds. <laughs> he and his wife, they have they will get hammered at opening day. I mean, the kids were conceived there. They may have been. <laughs> There's a good chance that they are. That may have been where Cam was was born, but uh, they, yeah. Well, why are we always bored nine months after reopening day? <laughs> uh, Scoot says if it's in Europe, it's called a derby. He's correct. It's called a derby. It's like a soccer rivalry is a derby. Is it Darby Allen? It's derby here. Was it spelled with an A though instead of an E? Yeah. Okay. Derby. Kind of like we they say arse. E- yes, very similar. Texas, did you all hear Dockett say that his tweet was just a joke and we all fell for it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's... I mean, at what point does he just finally admit his career is a joke? I'm not mad. I'm not <laughs> mad. I'm not mad. Don't don't, don't don't let anybody say that I'm mad. I'm definitely not mad. You're the idiots. The best thing, too, is like he's doing this thing where he's like all these haters, like Goodman and all these Doster and these losers out there with no following are just mad because I'm the and it's all these no tweets following. that he has, it's all these tweets that he puts out there saying like I'm the biggest and best thing in college basketball coverage and all these haters are just mad at me because I get all this attention and then his tweet has like three likes I'm like you I'm like I'm like nobody is people don't even know who you are anymore the one good job that you ever had that was somewhat professional you screwed up because you're an ass and now you're like people don't even know what you're doing outside of you making an ass out of yourself and getting on the in the headlines for it. And what you know baffles me sometimes the most when I listen to learn more and more about Dockage is how did Bobby Knight not just pimp slap him at some point? I think he kind of did. Like, I mean, I can't imagine Bobby Knight without like the reputation I know of Bobby Knight, like being able to put up with Dockage for more than like a day. Like Dockage and Knight, they there was bad. I think Dockage just kind of, but he was like an assistant on the staff for like a decade. He was, yeah. but when he left, apparently, like he and Knight had a not a good parting. Like well, he, that's he said some critical things about Knight and all this <laughs> stuff. Yeah, but he's. I think now that Knight is now like not really here, yeah. I think he's kind of trying to do this revisionist history thing where he's like, I was his right hand man and we love each other and all. Like it's nobody likes Doc. I don't think Dockage has any friends. I just, I just can't imagine. Like just, yeah, I, I just, I just it baffles me how at some point Knight just didn't pick up a chair and just beat him with it. Texas says Nike bought Wagner. I mean, I think high Nike, school. No, <laughs> I think Nike played a part. I did see that during the the McDonald's All American game. Typically, they would. They always give the kids the shoes they wear. Like they have an official shoe, and they all wear the same shoe. But because of NIL deals, like DJ Wagner was wearing his own Nike shoe, um, not his own, but like he was wearing a specific, like a Kobe's or something like that. And Bronny James was wearing a different style of shoe. And I think one of the other ones, it may have been Bradshaw, was wearing his own Nike shoe. And it was just like, yeah, it's a, it's a different time. Like these kids, they're all signed to deals now before they even get to the McDonald's game. And we knew, I mean, Bron, remember Bronny was doing that advertising thing with Nike and he tried to make it seem like it's not really that big of a deal. Like I was just doing some stuff for a friend and like, we were like, well, this probably isn't good for us if he's already doing Nike deals and lying about it. But uh, yeah, it, w- it was not good for us. Texas might get ready for Kokomo. Oh, we've, we've seen Kokomo. We've, we've been on that train for a while. What, the song? 
it's Coco Melon's like a it's like a brand and they have all these songs for kids. It's the most watched video channel on YouTube, which is unbelievable. Oh, so it's not just like the Beach Boys song? No, it's a I Co- love that Coco song. Melon's like the brand. Coco Melon. But John's big into since now Coco Melon, they sold it to Netflix for like eighteen billion dollars. Uh, super simple songs are the big ones on YouTube, and John is like obsessed with them. Like he, he'll hand me the control. Like if I'm trying to watch the game, I'm like John. And he's just like control. We should write a children's song. You think we could do that? I mean, it can't be that hard. <sighs> Harder than you think. <laughs> By the way, Blue Jays three nothing top of the first. Okay, nice, nice. Taking it to the Cardinals, baby. Taking it. They're gonna take uh, McCollis, Nicholas. I don't know, the Greek dude. These are going to take him out of the game here probably within by the end of the first inning. Texas says, not a cartoon, but there's nothing worse than the blippy phase. Thankfully, the, for, there's, uh, there's this guy named okay, Blippy, and he has these videos on YouTube, and he's become a big thing. Um, thankfully, Virginia, like, she watched a couple of videos. She never really got into Blippy. Um, John's too young for Blippy right now. Blippy also, don't Google search Blippy. <laughs> so, okay. It's this guy, he wears like suspenders and a goofy hat, and he goes to these crazy places, and he does this. The classic annoying grown-up for a kid's show where he's like, come on, <laughs> like doing all this stuff. It's very... I can do this. Why don't we just... This is something I can... We, you and me can do You could not be Blippi. It's awful. But Blippi apparently in real life was trying very hard to get famous before he became Blippi. And sense. one of the things that he did, he would do like shock videos. And I believe... Someone can correct me with the details if they want to look this up. He made a video where I think he diarrhea on a friend's chest. Uh, yeah, as part of like the when they were doing the Harlem Shake craze, and like that was so that was that's Blippi. How does that do with Harlem Shake? That's <laughs> that's your child's idol out there who was dumping on people's chests before he became makes the Pee Wee Harmon story sound a lot less bad, don't it? Because when he first got famous, <laughs> at least Pee Wee did it in the dark in the back of a, a movie theater. Okay, when he first got famous, he had this wholesome story where it was like. I just saw a lot of kids programming and I thought it wasn't as educational as it should be. And I thought I could you know, provide a service out there. And then people are like, oh, you actually were just trying to get famous for a long time and found like an easy route that you thought you could with kids. And that's why you have videos in the past of you dumping on people's jokes. He's on YouTube. There's no one that goes on YouTube that isn't just trying to make be famous in the easiest way possible. You're not wrong. That's, I mean, if you're on YouTube and you're popular on YouTube, it's because you're lazy and you want to be famous without having to work for it. Well, I don't even know if it's lazy anymore. I think it's just smart. I mean, it can still be both, right? I think they probably put in more work than you we can, do. Well, I wouldn't. I mean, I I guess. Guess. You have to edit those videos and stuff. It's, yeah. I don't think we Yeah, but they probably it. not do it pretty easily. They probably got a program that does it pretty easily. I don't know. Well, I've done audio editing. It's not that hard. I just make it sound like it. A little bit different. <laughs> can you do some on this show? <laughs> I do, and y'all complain about the open. <laughs> Uh, 502-414-1450 if you have other thoughts. We'll take a break. When we come back, we're going to give away some Racing Loose season tickets. That's on the way next. Keep it locked right here on 1450 The Big X. Around the lake tonight Around 
tonight by my side. All right, we're back in. Mike Brother show here from the U of L College of Business Studios. As always, again, visit business.louisville.edu for all your U of L College of Business needs. This weekend, Racing Louisville FC, our city's professional women's soccer team, kicks off a new season at home. They're going to face the Washington Spirit at Lynn Family Stadium. And they're also going to celebrate the Kentucky Derby Festival with limited edition warm-up tops and scarves for sale in the team shop. If you want to get there, the fan zone opens up at 1.30. Kickoff is at 3 o'clock. You can call 502-LOU-CITY or visit RacingLouFC.com slash tickets to purchase tickets for Racing Louisville's biggest season yet. But what we are going to do, if you don't want to purchase those tickets right now, we're going to give away a set of season tickets for the upcoming season. These are a $17 per game value, about a $300 value here in total. If you want Racing Lou season tickets, this is your opportunity First person to correctly text the answer to this question is going to win the tickets. 502-414-1450. Did I mention the number? 502-414-1450. Every now and then, like, my brain just stops working. I've said the number a billion times, and I'm just like, is that, is that right? 502-414-1450. Simple trivia question. Racing Louisville, been through some adversity the last few years. They've hired a new general manager who has received some rave reviews. Carly Lloyd voiced her support for him. He has a lot of experience with the U.S. Women's National Team. Name that new general manager. The new general manager freshly announced this week, first person to correctly name him at 502-414-1450. You're going to receive tickets for the season to Racing Lou. Again, Washington Spirit this weekend, 3 o'clock is the kickoff. There you go. We already have an answer correct. Boom, done, it's over. Nailed it. Ryan Dell is the correct answer. He's your new general manager. Uh, the first four responses all got it correct. The fifth response was Pele. That's incorrect. But uh, shout out. To, I will let the uh, the person know. Who, that was my guess. <laughs> that was me. Right. It was pretty cool seeing, like, you know, we've obviously, Racing Lou got off to a little bit of a rough start with the you know, all the, the things that happened within the franchise uh, last year and all the negative headlines and all the, the firings that had to take place and the reshuffling that needed to happen. It was cool to see us bring in a general manager who, I mean, Carly Lloyd on Twitter is like, he's the absolute best. Everybody seems to just give this guy rave reviews. Um, and he's pumped to be in Louisville. I mean, his quote when he was announced was, I'm excited to be here in Louisville. The potential is limitless for this club and team. There's a foundation for Louisville to be a destination in the NWSL. Having worked with many of these players with my previous experience in a highly professional setting, I know we will keep working hard to maintain a positive environment for our players to thrive on the field and to be completely supported and cared for off of it, which is what you need to say right now. Um, so Ryan Dell, the new general manager, congrats to our winner here. I'll let you know in just a second who you were. And shame on the person who guessed Pele. Sorry. That was, that was incorrect. My first laptop was a Dell. Was it? Yeah. Mine was when we were to Dayton, we had to buy computers. It was a tangent. That was my first, like, not even my first laptop. It was my first computer ever. I, when Which I was like in 2004, it was when I went for Western, so it was 2005. The first laptop that I bought after college was a Dell. And it was not great. Dell Inspiron or whatever. It was one of the ones that had the nerd in the commercial, and he would be like, it's a Dell. It was like, Dude, were, you're getting Dell. It was, they were like, I mean, I know it's, they were like 500 bucks. They weren't really the most expensive laptop. And 
Yeah, it didn't take Limewire long to kill that thing. I, yeah, I, I've ran my Dell into the ground like 50 times. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was, I killed it in like two months. I had to get like, I, we had to hire like all sorts of computer experts. I started doing the, 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 the website. Had, we had to bring in an exorcist for mine. We were like, get these demons out of here. I started doing the website in like 06, 07, and it would be offline for like three days because I couldn't get to my computer. Like people would <laughs> offer their help, like computer pro. They'd be like, I love your site. Can I try to fix your computer? And then I finally got a Mac, and of course, Macs. You never have any virus problems, which is great. Mac was my third, my my second in between the Dell and my Mac, which I still have, which is the one I still use. Which I bought, you know, brand new, top of the line, like four years ago. So I'll, I'll be damned if I'm getting a new one now anytime soon. But I had like a Windows something. I forget what it was. I had that for a while too. It the, was a good computer. The UD so Dayton had this. You know, it was this was the beginning of the internet era. Still in my third laptop. Oh three when I was going starting college, and so they made they had this interconnected system at the school. And so they made everybody buy the same type of computer as part of your freshman tuition. And you got this tangent. And you, I've never heard of tangent, by I, the way. Well, there's a good reason. <laughs> Except for, like, the tangent, like, you, what you throw. So you, <laughs> you know, you weren't allowed. You weren't supposed to be downloading music or videos. Of course, everybody did. Of course. And when you would download LimeWire or whatever and get these things going, I mean, it sounded like a, a, a freaking, like, airport runway. When you were, like, <laughs> like, like this poor computer trying to do anything on the Internet. It was just so bad. My like I because I left Dayton after my sophomore year, and I think that computer lasted like maybe like two months afterward. Like I it would not have made it through my full Dayton tenure, and that's when I got the Dell. I think I was like a junior at Bellarmine. Uh, it was did the Dell last long either? The Dell didn't make it that long. The Dell made it to like oh seven oh eight, and yeah, then those weren't again weren't the cheap. They weren't the most expensive. They were they were getting us the first good first time laptop. Macs are worth the investment. They oh just, yeah, just no, no virus. I paid way too work. much for my Mac, but it's it's been it's I've had no problem with it for several years now. Same, same. Uh, all right, let's take a a couple of texts here as the the Reds continue to roll on here with a commanding, insurmountable one nothing lead in the second inning. They're looking great, one hundred sixty two and zero. Let's make that joke. Um, Blue Jays did give up their first hit, so no hitters off the table. Okay, five two four one four fourteen fifty. Text says opening date Coors Field is undefeated. The team not so much. I've been to a game at Coors. It's a lot of fun. I've never been to Coors. I'd, Denver's a lot of fun in general. I've always kind of wanted, I know Dugan did this with his boys. He did it for like two summers in a row, and then the pandemic really threw a wrench into their plans of doing like the, going to all the ballparks across the country each summer. Uh-huh. And of course, the way they change parks, like you end up going to like three different Braves parks in like three years where they change things. But uh, I know he's, been, I've always kind of wanted to do something like that a little bit. I mean, but. Younger Trevor kind of wanted to do it. Like, it was that and the Hall of Fame thing that I did end up doing were, like, the two things on, like, kind of the bucket list for me. Many, I don't want you to go through, like, spend, like, five minutes thinking about this, but how many parks have you been to? Um, Not many. I mean, I've been I went to I've been to both Reds parks, Riverfront and, mm-hmm. and Great American. Um, I've been, I mean, Slugger Field, Cardinal Stadium, does that count? I mean, those two minor league stadiums. Yeah. No other major league stadiums? I don't think I did. No. Oh no, I've been to St. Louis. I've been to, to I've been to. I saw uh, went with Renshaw Melinda. Went to yeah, the new one that they're in right now. Yeah, I've been to that one. Because usually when I would go out of town, like anytime I would go anywhere, I'd always like do it. Like I'm going to a sporting event with it. Yeah. But usually it was football or basketball. I've been to several football stadiums and basketball arenas, but baseball, I guess, yeah, it's never really. Man, now you, you made me think about this. It's kind of questioning. Like, I'm kind of mad at myself. Next summer, road trip. Space camp and then 25 baseball parks. Well, space, space camp might not even wait till next summer. That's not, that might be this summer. Okay. 
Space, Space Camp, camp can't be that expensive, right? I think it's pretty expensive. And what's the cost to get you to go to Gravity Lake? Well, first of all, you, we've already established you can't go just by yourself. You have to be between the ages of 9 and 18. Wait, well, no, 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 no. You said I had to be an, an adult. I mean, I, I'm an adult. But you have, with a kid, between... What's what, I got to rent a kid or something? I guess. Can't have mine. They're not old enough. Anybody got like a 10-year-old I can borrow for a week? You need a 10-year-old or an 11-year-old. I just need to borrow your 10-year-old just for like a week. I promise I'll bring him him or she. He or she. It doesn't even matter really. I've been to that many more than you. I've been to I've been to Bush. I've been to Wrigley. Yeah. I've been to Turner. Oh, I, did, I did go to New Old Comiskey. Old Comiskey, I've not Old, been Old to. I've driven past it, of course, because uh, everybody does when you go into Chicago. I've never been to a game there. I've been to Turner. I've been to Coors. I think that's it. I've been I mean, a bunch of minor league stadiums. See, I didn't even know a bunch of mine. I, I stayed right across when I went to the, when, during the final four. My hotel like was next to the uh, Turner Field, and I got to see. I could see it. One it was kind of cool, but I mean, that was the closest I got to it. One of the weirdest like memories that I have as a child, and like I didn't. It was the, one of those things I didn't know was happening. We drove down for vacation one year. I don't even know where we're going. I think maybe St. George Island in Florida, and we drove past Fulton County Stadium on the highway in Atlanta. Okay. And when we drove back. It had been demolished. Like it was the demolition. Oh, building. Nice. So like, I drove back. And I, was like, I was like, "Here comes!" I was like, "Oh my god, it's gone!" And That's like, insane. Actually. Yeah. Like it was. It was. I guess it was just like right at that perfect time. Uh, it was a weird, weird thing, and they just had started building Turner. It's uh, weird to think how many stadiums I have been in that are, that are no longer. Like King Dome and the Silver Dome are both no longer at the Hoosier Dome. Yeah. I went to all three of those domes. They're no none of them exist anymore. Domes are just dropping like flies. He says it's crazy. I can't believe. I guess. Maybe the thing will trigger my mind because I do remember Old Comiskey. Now I went there with my grandfather in '92, but like I can't think of yeah, yeah. That's a shame. Texas fellas, I have company tickets to bats games. If you want to go with family or whatever, let me know. Upper level and air conditioned bar. Nice. That's the way to do it. When I went to the the, the Cardinals game, we were really good seats, third row, uh, first base, which. Was awesome, except for Renshaw. I got so drunk that he ended up walking up and down the aisle with his pants around his ankles at one point. Just totally ignoring this guy's nice offer because you want to tell your story. I know. Well, I'm, I'm gonna. There was a reason why I brought it up. Okay. Was those seats? They it was so hot, but it was awesome because they were they had the bar attached to it. Yeah. And we got to we pretty much spent the entire game in the bar watching on TV at the game we were at. That's lame. I, it's kind of lame, isn't Super it? Super lame. But I mean, I, I brought it up because he brought up the fact that he had they had the air conditioned bar with it though. Yeah, that he brought up, which yeah, it is kind of lame. I went on, I almost third row at a major league game, and you went and watched oh, it yeah. inside. I was like, I was as close to Albert Pujols. Oh as my you are to god, me. that is a bomb by O'Neill Cruz. Oh my god, he just crushed that. The Reds are no longer leading. Well, they're just tied one one. He's so good. But yeah, I said I was as close to Albert Pujols as you are to me right now. That's pretty cool. And yeah, it was most of the time I was just trying to make sure Renshaw would put my bowl away instead of hitting it in front of everybody. Oh god. <laughs> I didn't get to see Pujols play in person when I went to the game at Bush. I saw Barry Bonds play in person at Great American Ballpark. I, I wanted to make sure it was when he was like nearing his retirement. Me and a couple of buddies who I played with in high school, we were like, we want to go see him one time, and we bought like really cheap tickets to to go watch Barry Bonds just to say I don't blame saw you. Him. Yeah, just I mean, I saw him there. in '90. I just don't really remember. Like I said, I was a kid, but you still get to say it though. Yeah, you saw him. Texas baseball managers wearing uniforms is the dumbest thing in sports. It's up there. There's no question about it. No, I think it would be dumber if you saw it in basketball. I mean, the fact that Dusty Baker wears the, the, the like the sweatbands and all the stuff, and like it's just it's so it's so strange. You're not playing, but I mean, it, it could be like, could you imagine him wearing a NBA jersey? The coach, like, Phil, Phil. no. I mean, that would look that would look weirder, right? It 100 would look weirder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like headband. <laughs> 
Yeah, Belichick out Shooting there. Shooting sleeves. Belichick out there in uh, full pads. Compression <laughs> stockings, like all that. Yeah, the whole the whole thing. It'd be great. I mean, I guess with all the ex-NBA players that are now coaches, I guess it wouldn't be that out of the ordinary, but it would be kind of weird still. Texas, unfortunately for, for Patino, NYC already has two NBA teams that he can't block from MSG like he did with the Hornets potentially coming to Louisville. I've said this before, if you want to, if you want to be mad at anybody for the Hornets not coming to Louisville, and us not having an NBA franchise, Dave Armstrong is the, be- the man to be mad at. I'm never going to be mad at Patino for that. I'll tell this, I'll tell it the same way I told it back then. The poor guy had to share a stadium. Imagine if you're a kid and you you get you finally get your first ever car, and your parents say, "Okay, but you're sharing it with your sister." He finally got his first stadium to himself, and then we wanted him. Don't blame if, if you were mad about the NBA. Always blame the person that's fully blame and will always be to blame. And that's John Y. Brown. John Y. Brown did not help back. John in the Brown day. is the reason why we don't have the NBA. Well, I disagree. The, the closest that we can, if we had had, if we had, had a different mayor than Dave Armstrong, in whenever that was, like oh four, like we would have had an NBA franchise. Like he was the single person who blocked that whole thing from happening. And you can say he was pressured by somebody. He was pre- if he wanted to make it happen, he could have made it happen, and it, he didn't. And that's why we don't have an NBA, or at least we didn't have an NBA franchise. Who's to say they would have already left by this point? And that's the thing with NBA teams coming that's to cities thing. like this. Like, I also love people like if NBA team here, we would support if it won. This if, the, if we got a team that it, it would be supported initially because of the newness. I've always kind of said the same thing. But if the team after, because listen, Indiana is as crazy about basketball as we are, and I'll be the first to tell you as a Pacer fan, when they're not good, they don't sell tickets. They're bad at attendance. Now, when they're good, they're selling out and they're crazy. Don't get me wrong, and we would be too, but. Uh, yeah, let's if we get a bad team, unless it's got some like U of L U K players that could pull a few a little bit here and there. I'm kind of with you. We would it, you'd have crowds out there of like two grand, and it would look bad. Speaking of attendance, that's great when the team's great and it's kind of been down recently. How about the Sacramento Kings? I know you have an affinity for the Kings. They snapped the longest streak of futility in yeah. professional sports when it comes to playoff absence. They'd not been in the NBA playoffs for 16 straight years. Doesn't six. They are guaranteed to go to the playoffs now. Yep. Good for them. I'm glad. Because we traded him Sabonis like a bunch of morons. Just don't matter about it. I hated that trade. I loved having Sabonis on our team because his dad was one of my favorite players. Here he is. Who he, he doesn't play defense. Then there's Miles Turner. You gave him $80 million a year. We need another wing 6'8 guard that can, that can handle the ball to go with the other nine guys we have that are average players and only look good because the style of the NBA makes them look better than their stats really are. Um, I want the bonus. I, w- I want him. I want Holyfield. I, want- <laughs> I saw they like the the, the King, good for the Kings. The Kings have been doing like they've been doing this thing a little bit too much. Like they've been <laughs> leaning into it very heavily. Like they brought out they had this big plaque and this woman who like came out at midcourt before their last game. It was like season ticket holder since 2007, like, been there every year. And I'm like, I mean, it's not that long. It's, it's a long time. Oh, six is a long time to miss the playoffs in the NBA. But they're doing the thing where it's like, you know, the Cubs had this woman who's like, she's 104 years old and she's never seen her. I'm like, it's not that bad. Like, she's just been going to games for 16 years. But I love somebody was like, this one, this poor woman sat through so much Carl Landry. Like, I was just dying laughing at the reference. Poor Carl Landry. Produce finest, man. She watched so much Carl Landry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hunter Green just do a 105 mile an hour pitch. He's got a cannon. That's wow. I can't do that. Just letting you know. He would drive that fast. Texas point eight five would be a great batting average. Yes, I, I said that wrong. <laughs> Math not as strong as the show. That would technically be an eight fifty batting average. 
Texas says, bleep, I remember the Jurich interview. It was so bad. If you, you don't think about a time where you wish you had YouTube cameras on somebody doing the show. Your face. If you, like, because I would ask a question, and then it would just be like, John, like, you would hear his buzzing going on from where he was on the beach or where, wherever. And then the Jurich was just like, and like, just, and so I would ask a question, and then I would just sit back and look at my producer, Elliot, and I just have, I just had my hands on my head, and I'm like, Whoa. I'm like, this is unlistenable. What are we doing? And you just kind of had to ride it out. It was, it was terrible. Texas, it, it is Derby, but it's America, so we can say Derby to refer to local soccer matches. Yeah, that's what we're saying. Okay, it's Derby in Europe, but we call them Derbies. It's the Lexington Louisville Derby starting next week, and we're gonna win. I feel like I want to call it Derby though. Can we do like a? I mean, I guess TJ and Roush are both like City of Louisville guys. They're not Lexington guys. But we need to do like one of those mayor's bets with one of somebody from Lexington. I I don't know anybody. I mean, I guess I don't know. I mean, you know, when you get older, you. you I mean, Roush is technically a secret Louisville fan anyway. Nobody lives in Lexington once you get older. And T, and TJ's yeah, big big. Well, he's he's a big fan of the state of Kentucky in general, but Louisville so as much too. But they're both like you know they're the next and sales guy. Yeah, they just they went to UK. That's about it. Yeah, I mean, I went to Bowling Green. I wouldn't count myself a Bowling Green guy, Warren County guy, BG guy. Yeah. We need to do a mayor's bet with somebody on this game. I'm very confident we're going to win, so we can put up something big. <laughs> if we lose, you have to watch Shallow How. <laughs> they don't care about that. Our, our guy likes this. He's like, I, what is that? How does that benefit me whatsoever? Well, I know I give a bleep. He wants to watch a hilarious movie. <laughs> That's not a punishment. Texas Miss Rachel will hypnotize your child. Highly recommend her on YouTube. Very educational. Bluey is the best cartoon for children and adults. I've seen a little bit of Miss Rachel. I want to be hypnotized. I liked it. Bluey is definitely the best cartoon. For, like I've watched Bluey by myself before. Like I'll turn on the TV. I'll still be on Disney from the morning, and like I'm like Bluey's hilarious. It's great. the The dad is my dad idol. He's incredible. Bandit she goes by Miss Rachel. This is a YouTube character. Bluey is a different show, no. but Bandit is my my dad idol. That's who I want to be. His patience with the kid. His his willingness to. Like participate in their games and, and fully invest in the characters. I wish I could be that dad. He's incredible. Let's take a break. When we come back, five o'clock hour. Oh, we do still have a couple of basketball notes to get to. Transfer portal madness rolls on. We'll play the song. We'll do the dance. It's gonna be fun. Keep it locked right here on 1450 and 961, the big X. I can promise you. I'm not asking if there's a theme today. No theme? Just awesomeness. Just awesomeness. You know, I know you like this song. I don't even know if I know this song. This is Midnight Oil. Okay. This is me asking eternal question. How can we dance while our earth is turning? Is the next word going to be burning? How do we sleep while our beds are burning? Yeah. 
How do we do that? Mike, tell me. I don't know. It's a miracle. The I time has come. that question about 75% of nights for the last year. To stay fair is fair. To pay the rent now. To pay our share. Five o'clock hour here from the UofL College of Business Studios. Reminder, if you have heating or air conditioning problems, it's getting to the point where it's going to be AC now, hopefully very soon to stay. Uh, call our friends over at AirServe at 502-785-8600. AirServe has technicians available for you 24-7. If you've got an issue anytime, any day, they'll come out to your place of business or your home and fix it. No questions asked. You can also call them today for a $49 tune-up. And for a limited time, they're going to give you up to 60 months, no interest financing on a qualifying root system. Again, AirServe at 502-785-8600. Five o'clock hour here of the Rutherford Show. We've talked, I mean, some solid nonsense. A lot of opening day stuff. Reds and Pirates still nodded at one. As I mean, Hunter Green's throwing the ball hard. They're hitting it kind of hard off. That's a lot of of hard-hit balls there from the the Pirates there. It's okay. It's okay. We're going to be fine. Not scared of that fastball, huh? I mean... At this day and age, doesn't matter how hard you can throw it. Fastball's not going to beat anybody. 105's cool. They're going to hit it. Give him the heater, Ricky. Give him the heater, Ricky. Uh, we're excited about opening day. We're excited about baseball being here. We do have basketball's back tonight. we got the NIT championship game tonight. we got the women's Final Four starting tomorrow. Conference USA championship game. Com- basically the CUSA title game. It's like it's yeah. like the CUSA runner-up game. If you're FAU, you're like, cool. <laughs> I kicked both of your all's asses. I think you come in, yeah, you come in saying, I guess if you finish... This would be fourth place because the CBI team were seen. Charlotte won the CBI. That should count as third place. So the the winner gets second place in CUSA, and the NIT loser you, you have them behind the CBI winner. I think FAU's already won first place. FAU right? is clearly yeah. The, the yeah they, final four. Just making the final four gets them first place, and they also beat UAB by like thirty five in the CUSA championship game. <laughs> so second place is winner of tonight's game. Third place goes to the winner of the CBI tournament. So if you lose or tonight, goes to fourth. It's basically CUSA, I suppose. March is CUSA. It is. Does that change when the calendar flips tomorrow? No, there's it's 31 days. So when the calendar flips on Saturday. Oof. Could be rough for FAU. Interviewing Todd Frazier on the TV. Todd Father. Tom uh, Rivers' finest, baby. Saw him drop a bomb in, uh, at Fenway for the Yankees when he was playing there. Played Little League, Bay, Little League World Series. He did. Yeah. Had a, big, had a big go. I want to say his team was the last U.S. team to win it till Valley Station did. Valley Sports. Because it was about, he played for Tom Rivers in New Jersey, and they won it. And I want to say they were the first, it wasn't until Valley Station. Valley Sports. Valley Sports, sorry, whatever. Is, is there a difference? Yeah. What is it? Valley Sports is the name of the Little League. Words mean things, Trevor. <laughs> they do. I mean, names, <laughs> names, names have, meaning. have meanings. <laughs> uh, let's, let's see. We can, we can find it out real quickly. Can we? Actually, maybe we can't. I mean, I think it'd be a Wikipedia search. There it? is, but it's like, yeah, the, the list of I want, I want the list of champions. Because I think they beat, they actually beat like the Japanese team too. Is when I don't mean they just like won the American. There was team. a string of time there where like every world championship game was Japan versus it was you, you were playing the Japanese oh yeah, team. Well, yeah. Valley, Valley Valley whoever was I know broke that streak, and I want to say it well went, they played Japan. Yeah, and they won. Yeah, but I'm saying like there was a streak there where it was like always Japan versus the American team. Uh, Venezuela actually won two years before. They beat a team from Texas, but they were, you're right, they were the most recent American champion, Tom's River was, before Valley Sports won in 2003, why you, 2002. Why, why, you got, why you got to question my, my, my trivia? It went us. It Literally, went, baseball trivia, I'm on key today. Well, you were wrong with the Japan thing just now, so. Well, I just meant an American team to win it. Well, Venezuela won. They're not American. I know, but you were saying Japan won every year. 
Geographics mean things, Mike. <laughs> Curacao won the year after. Hawaii, I remember Hawaii wanted to walk off. A map is important, Mike. U.S. teams have kind of dominated this thing recently. Have they really? Yeah. We've won. Uh, uh, Hawaii won last year. Michigan team won the year before. COVID canceled the year before that. Then Louisiana, Hawaii, Japan snuck in there, and then a team from New York. We've won five of the last six Little League World No, teams. that New York, well, that wasn't the Danny Monte team. Was no, it? they didn't win it. They did, I couldn't remember. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't win the American. That was it. The, that was it. The team in Chicago. Did they win it all? And then they had to vacate. They didn't win it, it either. But no. they lost. Okay. But they had to vacate because they it, had to vacate. Yeah. Both the, the New York team and the Chicago team had to vacate. Yeah, it was from the. I think they were the Jackie Robinson like little league. Exactly. It was yeah. Jackie Robinson Southwest or something. Mm -hmm. uh, in the. the did they have older kids on their team? Is that what it was? Yeah. I couldn't remember. I forget. Yeah. Well, they, they. I think it was older kids, and they also had kids from outside of the district that they'd brought into play. Like outside the district is like that's like okay, but like if you had the older kids, that's inexcusable. I mean, especially when you're bringing in like 15 year olds, like New York is. I do remember watching Danny Almonte and being like, "He's got a mustache," <laughs> and also like the, the form just doesn't like you don't see 12 year olds that have that form that like that length on their stride and stuff. It just it felt so wrong. Uh, and then sure enough, they're like, yeah, he's, and then he started playing high school ball the next year. They're like, oh, he sucks. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. When I was 14, I could have mowed down a bunch of little leaguers too. Uh, wouldn't have been so great if I was pitching in high school that year. I mean, I guess at the time I believed it just because we, I remember in St. Matthews, we had a kid uh, that was just, he, I mean, he had a mustache. He was Kevin, like, Kevin Harvey? No. <laughs> he had a mustache. He was a few years older than me. And, uh, and we, we went to J, we did our all-star tournaments. Like his mom had to carry his birth certificate in her purse because they were always questioning it. There were a couple of kids like that when I was growing up, and I saw. So, and those were around the same time as Amante. So I remember being like, "Okay, I, I'm trying to like let myself believe he is of legal age, and that just because he does look like he's three times the size of these other little kids, you know, it's it's just he's he's a big kid, you know. I, I tried to, but unfortunately, it just surprised me that you think you can get away with it. I mean, I, I guess you don't think about getting to the big stage and having all that attention on you until it actually happens. But there's no like. You, what do you think's gonna happen when you get there? That's what you're playing for. Exactly. I guess they just they they want to get there so badly that they don't really think things through. But I mean, yeah, when you're on ESPN and everybody's you're the talk of the baseball world, people are gonna start looking into that a little bit. And they're like, why does this kid look like he's fathered three children? <laughs> why? Why is why is his son at second base? Is this the how do we have a father son tandem? At first and sh second and short for this team. We joke about this. I think he ended up like marrying his teacher from high school. I think did he, he really? Did he yeah, do one of those? I think he did one of those. I think he did like the, ended up like, yeah, he like was a father by like 19 or something. Now, he tried to play major, never did, he opposed did. to the kid who stole the home run from Baltimore, who right. did make the major. Yeah, he ended up being a, like a really good player. Yeah. That, Almonte played at like a junior college. I don't remember. What was that kid's name? Do you remember? Jeffrey Mayer. Jeffrey Mayer, thank you. Yeah, he ended up being like a really good college player. Did he? Okay. I just remember. I'll, I'll never remember thinking of any other more than stealing the home run over above uh, Talbot Talbotsy. I think it was. Eddie, Eddie uh, was it Tony Tarasco? I Tony Tarasco. Thank yeah. you. Yes, yes. There you go. The uh, other like kind of all, and the T in my name I along these same lines. I saw today. Uh, it's been twenty years. This will be the twenty year anniversary. I guess it was the twenty year anniversary of the the O two World Series where Dusty Baker's son remember got saved oh, by JT Snow. Snow. Yeah, and he now is on a major league roster for on opening day. That's you want to feel incredibly old. Yeah. It's been 20 years since then. Now he's playing. I grabbing him, yeah. He's playing Major League Baseball. Angels didn't deserve to win that series. I think they did. I, just, I was rooting so hard against Bonds. I hated Bonds so much. Like, when we talked about, like, the wonkiness. Sean Figgins. I was like, how <laughs> yeah, are you I was, Major I, League See, I, I liked Bonds. I liked Dusty Baker. I liked, I liked I like Dusty. I do not like Bonds. Like, when we talked about wonkiness of, like, the, the UConn championship, is is the Angels, like, is it, is it them or the Arizona Car uh, 
Arizona Diamondbacks, like the more wonky World Series the last like 30 years or so. Or either one of the Marlins. Yeah. Those teams were good. But At least the Marlins got their second one, though. Because they got a second one, it kind of, it does not make it feel, I mean, I know, I don't know. I, don't know. I just feel like those two, those two and those, it was in a similar time span, Angels and Diamondbacks are just, seem just really weird. Yeah, when you go look at World Series champions, like they just completely stick out to me. They do. The Diamondbacks also won what would have been one of the most like storied World Series. It still was one of the best World Series of all times, uh, of all time. But it would have been a better finish if the Yankees had won in the the World Series after nine eleven, and the Diamondbacks kind of ruined that whole storyline. But I mean, they were they had one of the best pitching staffs of all time. I mean, they would yeah, they were but and it was just but it was a bot for one year. Same with the Marlins. Yeah, but again, yeah, that's true. I mean, they just, they did it twice, but yeah. I mean, one of the better stories is the Royals winning. They're only their two World Series within 30 years of each other. Like, exactly 30 years apart, which is kind of funny. It is. Uh, tonight, if you're looking for something else to watch, uh, this evening it's going to be they have the the college slam dunk and three-point championships. They happen every single year. And our own Kristen Carr, who uh, was a fantastic three-point shooter for us this season, she's going to be one of the eight players that's going to be in the women's uh, three-point shoot- shooting championship that's going to go down tonight at 7.30 on ESPN2. So if you want to watch CC. Do her thing one last time. She'll be involved in that. Is, nice to have a, a card to root for here in March. Is the men's uh, version still like the who's who of the uh, lack, uh, smaller conference best of best? There's uh, always like the guys from like Jackson State. and I think it's usually just like you the best sometimes get an Iowa there. guy in there maybe, but you but very rarely do you get like your power, your your big guys in any of those contests. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's always, and I think they only do seniors. They used to be the rule. I don't know if they've changed that. I think or it not. still is yeah. just seniors. Um, so you never had any seniors like eligible by then. For in, in, in but you've got college. Tyree Appleby from Wake Forest, who was first team All ACC. Okay, he's playing in the game. Um, I'm trying to get guys that we know: Seth Lundy from Penn State. Okay, Justin Mutz from Virginia Tech. Nate Lashevsky from Notre Dame. Now these guys are the three pointers shootout. No, this is the the, the, all, the all star game. Oh, I meant like the three points. So yeah. some of them will be in it, but the, these are the Kia Clark's playing in the game. I'm sure he'll do the three point shootout. Darius McGee from Liberty was so good. Uh, Gabe Kausher, who got who's on the team from Minnesota that lit us up in the tournament in 2019, mm-hmm. ended up at Iowa State. Uh, Hunter Tyson from Clemson, who can suck it because we beat him by ten, and uh, <laughs> then kind of like a lot of mid major. Dexter Dennis from Texas A&M. Buzz Williams is the coach of one team, and they gave Tobin Anderson the team, the other team. <laughs> Fairly Dickinson's like rubbing it in our face. He's at Iona already. But I don't know which of those guys are competing in the slam dunk contest. I can look it up. I got the email. It doesn't matter. I just remember Alvin Sims was in it one year and he did terribly. I and just, I was crushed. I just remember always turning it on and seeing like you'd see the right you'd see maybe one or two guys from a power conference team. But usually it was like the who's who of like the the Mac and the Miac and the and the Mountain West. Now the one exception, and you can you can go watch this on YouTube, is when James Flight White from Cincinnati did the college slam dunk competition. It's one of the most single impressive like he has I think he still has the biggest vertical, like standing vertical leap of any player to go through the, the combine. He, it's as close as you can come to flying as a human. Like you can go watch that video; he's unbelievable. Uh, but the slam dunk contest, like, I don't even know any of these people. The only, the only one that ever really stuck out to me, I remember watching, was when Lindsey Hunter from Jackson State just lit up the three point shot contest. And I was like, this kid can play. And he ended up being a lottery pick. Actually, he was the one player taken right after Allen Houston by the Pistons back to back. The only player that I know in the dunk contest that. I think I think some people would know is Nike Sabani from Pitt, who was like their sixth man this year. That's it. Okay. There's a guy from northern New Mexico that's in this thing. Had to be a YouTube deal. Where like somebody saw like a, like a TikTok video of him doing because that that's now has you getting the dunk. I feel like they have one of those guys every year where it's like they had a viral video. 
get him in the dunk contest. I don't I don't watch Saturday Night Live anymore as much anymore, but I did catch one of the reels of the the uh, weekend update, and uh, I forget is it Chow is that his name? The Michael black, J. Yeah, J. Sorry, he did. A, he had me in the lab rolling. He was like, he's like, oh, buy another news. So is Mike McClung, a n- non NBA white dude, six foot two white guy, won the slam dunk contest. Way to celebrate the end of Black History Month. <laughs> Did you call him Mike McClung? <laughs> Whatever his name is, yeah. Mac. Whatever, oh, it doesn't man. matter. It sucks. Mac McClung. He just had me rolling. He's an internet legend, <laughs> still. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. We'll take a couple texts here before we uh, take it to break. Texter says, I like how St. John's has rightfully credited Patino with all his wins, Final Fours, and championships in its marketing of the hire. Do you think that Patino reaches 1,000 career wins? He currently needs 166. That's a good question. He's 166 wins. I think he'll get there. 166 is if he coaches. I mean, that's. I mean, I bet he coaches 10 more years. Well, he coaches 10 more years, and I know he's going to get He's there. definitely going to yeah. get there. I mean, he, unless he averages fewer than like 20 wins per season. I mean, that's what. That's. Yeah, you're averaging 20 wins a season. 160 is what? Uh, five. What's eight? That's eight seasons. Yeah, and twenty wins roughly a piece. Yeah, I think, and I think he's going to do that at St. John's. Yeah, so I guess it doesn't matter how long he's at St. John's, but if it, if he can stay there ten years, then I would, yeah, I would probably guarantee he would get it. I think he's going to do it, which will be a nice day of celebration for him. And there's a solid chance, honestly, that when he reaches a thousand wins, I think the wins that they've taken away will be reinstated. Will have been reinstated. Like it's going to happen. Whether it's because the NCAA just says that all you know punishments like that are being taken away, or because the NCAA ceases to exist, I don't know. But it's going like I bet before Rick retires, the banner's back, and all of his wins are reinstated. It's a bold prediction there. Texter says, but I do I agree with the texter as far as like I like that they're not doing the asterisk thing. They're not doing the you know he's the you know he's taken two schools to final. No, he's taken three schools to final fours. No, no. He's you know, he's he's won. National championships, he's fine. Texas says, do y'all remember when Ocho Cinco kicked a field goal? Vaguely. I don't think I remember that. No, I don't remember that. I remember we had our linebacker kicking kicking one when uh, one game when um, David Akers pulled his groin against the Raiders. We had like our backup middle linebacker had to kick like an extra point. It was embarrassing looking, but I don't remember Ocho Cinco doing it. I don't either. Wouldn't surprise me, I guess, if something happens during a game. It's not. It's not really uncommon. Uh, did you see? Did you see poor Jordan Moore last night? What happened to him? Did not have a good game. No, he got yammed on by Grayson Allen. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's putting up good numbers with Pacers, but it's kind of like the he scored twenty five points in the first quarter. Yeah, Pacers aren't very good. Somebody, I don't care. It. That's still yeah. twenty five points in a quarter. I don't care if you're taking forty shots. That's unreal. He scored twenty five points in a quarter, but he uh, he got that was bad. I mean, I I saw the highlight first before I saw who it was on. And then, like, right afterwards, a friend texted me. They're like, Jordan may need to retire after this. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, <laughs> now, he crammed on somebody, that, like, earlier this week, though. Yeah, he dunked. He had, he's had a, a couple of vicious dunks, but this one was this was bad. And it's, it's, it's crazy now. And so. Yeah, that's the part that hurts. Yeah. It does. But we just established a white guy won the dunk contest, so I guess it's not as bad. as you <laughs> it's, it's, a new, it's a new day. <laughs> it's, a new, it's a new day. There's less embarrassment now. Still some embarrassment, but less embarrassment. I don't, yeah. Five years ago, it would have been worse. But <laughs> Oh, five years ago, he might have to retire. But now it's okay. But now it's okay. Mac McClung. Mac, 
Matt McClung has opened the door to be dunked on by white people. Have you seen this list? You're welcome. I saw this list of, okay, off the top of your head. Since the tournament expanded in 1985, because yes. everybody's talking now, like UConn has a chance to win its fifth national title. All of those have happened in the expanded tournament. So no yeah. no talking about like Kentucky's got whatever, how many they have, UCLA's got how many. Since 1985, how many programs have won multiple NCAA championships? Uh, North Carolina, Duke, Villanova, UConn, Florida, uh, Kansas. That's six. Um, I, for, I think that's it, isn't it? No, you literally didn't even name Kentucky or Louisville. Well, well, that's right, Louisville. Duh. I mean, <laughs> you didn't name either one of them. Louisville, the programs Kentucky, that, we, yeah. that we talk about every day on the show. <laughs> well, I guess that. you somehow nailed all of the other ones. That's that's eight. Eight is the answer. Okay, you got every. You, you, I didn't name every Louisville. program yeah. besides Louisville and Kentucky. <laughs> Which is kind of amazing. I, mean, <laughs> I do like looking at it in this in this line because <laughs> I think we can all agree, like, you know, maybe maybe we can't all agree, but the tournament changed when it went to sixty four teams. And since that happened, you know, Kansas has these Helms titles and UCLA's got all these titles from before when there was like twelve teams involved. Kansas actually holds a lot less than you think, but yeah. Yeah, but they, they act like they have these more yeah. titles than they actually do. But since eighty five, Duke has the most. They've got five. Yeah. yeah. Then Carolina and Yukon both have four. Then Kansas, Villanova, and Kentucky have three, and Louisville and, and Florida have two. So really, Kentucky's just one title better than us in our lifetime. Well, Williams won three at UK, uh, UNC. Uh, they won. Yeah, he had to because the only one won. Yeah, and then twenty seventeen and oh nine. Yeah, I know because the only one was Dean's. I know that. Yeah, Dean. The only time Dean Smith could win a title at UNC is if it was handed <sighs> to him. Jeez. I mean, look at those two titles. I'm not not joking. They were literally handed to him. Texas, Trevor, please stop with this. The NBA has never been better. Deal with it. No. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm I'm good for you. I, hey, for someone you've obviously haven't watched the NBA before, like last year. So um, congratulations. I, I mean, that's that's fresh to your eyes. It's good. It's just not good basketball. Somebody else responded with, "Don't want NBA thugs!" Exclamation point! Exclamation point. <laughs> okay, it's like a. We, we call them run our test of thug. I don't know what that's in, even reference to. Basically, the Pacers from 2002 to 2006. Texas, you can see Cincinnati Reds legend and future Hall of Famer Joey Votto with the bats to start the season. You can. I mean, we asked Nick Kern about that yesterday. He's like, he's supposed to be? We're not really sure. Like, what's what's happening? He's supposed to start a rehab stint with the bats. They're not sure when he's coming or how long that's going to last. But, I mean, yeah, the bats are going to be loaded this season. There's going to be a lot of talent. Uh, Nick Senzel is supposed to be starting with the bats as well. We know Ellie De La Cruz is going to start with the bats. Christian Nicarasio and Strand is apparently going to be with the bats. But a lot of like De La Cruz is is on the DL to start the season, and so is Encarnacion and Strand. So it's going to be, I think, a short stint. Once we get into mid-April, I think you're going to see a star-studded bats roster. Well, they pull Green after four innings, three innings. Looks like it. He, he's only giving up one run. I mean, why does he get pulled so quickly? I hope he's not hurt. But That's... he he was getting hit. They were hitting bullets off of him i guess but i mean only one run in four innings i mean that doesn't i mean he only picked three innings because we're at the top of the fourth and he's gone yeah I mean, that's that's a quick that's a quick pull we got a cruise versus cruise here we do a lot of cruise i uh who's on cruise crime i would take uh o'neill over fernando unfortunately <laughs> for me as a reds fan but hoping <laughs> fernando wins this battle let's see what happens i uh, actually your dreams at night, Fernando. Uh, 
There was something in the air tonight. <laughs> Would you care to guess what the get-in price? Let me send this in. Texter says uh, the get-in price for all three games at the Final Four in Houston this weekend. The the get-in price for all three games. This is like per ticket. Uh, I'd probably say cheap cheapest ticket. Um, cheapest ticket. Six fifty. Six hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. Seventy-two bucks. I'm, I'm damn. I was way off. The the, the tickets for the women. My mind's in Super Bowl mode still. I guess. Yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> I mean, it, it would have been closer to that if you'd had bigger programs, but I, with the way it is right now, the the tickets for the women's Final Four are three times as much as the men's Final Four right now. They get in. Really? They get in price again. That's not like you know premium center court seat or whatever. It's just the the cheapest ticket, seventy two bucks for the sessions, seventy two for the Final Four game, seventy five. For the national title game, well, and the women's games, the cheapest tickets are like something like two fifty. Women's playing this probably small arena. They're probably playing in the Mavericks' home, aren't they? Where the Houston's in the probably the Texans Stadium. Houston is in no, it's at the yeah NRG NRG where, Stadium. Yeah, that's yeah, Houston, Texas. But the, yeah. Dallas, I mean, um, the women's Final Four. I don't know. This is the probably American American Airlines Arena, I would think. Is it? I mean, there's like six American Airlines arenas across the country now, which is sad. But that's, I think that's what Dallas calls their home arena. Now. Yeah, American Airlines Center. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad. I'm just saying there's a, there's a big difference when one holds. Yeah, you're right. Eighteen thousand, nineteen thousand. The other holds seventy five thousand. And also, I mean, you've got. Better, but you're right. I mean, the, the, the names are a big thing. Yeah. Too. I mean, I think that it's just it's it's a cool thing for women's sports to be able to say this. But yeah, I mean, it's a little bit. Misleading, I guess, if you look at the also, it's I mean, whatever, dude. The the fact they're playing in and the they can fill out an NBA arena at this that's progress for women's sports. At twenty thousand, come a long way. Capacity, American Airlines Center. It's about average. Yeah, the fact that you're the fact that it's still like two hundred fifty bucks for a cheap ticket at a twenty thousand seat arena is definitely progress. You talk about how yeah, how far women's basketball has come in in ten, fifteen, twenty. I mean, yeah. We've talked about WNBA. I mean, they finally broke even for once this year, I think it was. Or last year was the first year, like, in their history, they didn't lose money at the end of the season. Texture says, even though Dan Hurley's antics are annoying, I'm actually happy for Luke Murray, mainly because it makes Chris Mack look like a bigger dumbass than he already is for sabotaging his own career while indirectly helping Luke's career. Could have been us. Every time I see Luke and, and his dad, like, during the game, it makes me nauseous a little bit. We, we've never blown anything more than we did our opportunity to have Bill Murray. It's, it, 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 it honestly kind of pisses me off. I think I told you that in a text during one of those games in the tournament. Too. I was like, they kept showing Luke, and it would just make me mad every time. The other thing is also, like, Not him, but just Luke is, is really well thought of in college basketball circles. Yeah. The fact that he kind of became the fall guy for us being the first team left out of the tournament, I thought was always just silly. Um, I mean, Luke's fine, but we had Bill. We had Bill. And Luke was our he was our primary recruiter, which maybe you could say he wasn't doing a great job with that. If you you know he, he got players that were highly ranked, they just ne- never wound up developing under us. But Luke is very well thought of as far as like an X's and O's coach and an individual instruction guy. And he's look he's a part of a team that's probably going to win the national title in five days. And like he's yeah, I mean our loss was definitely his game. He could wind up being a guy who says. Look, my lowest moment as a professional wound up being the best thing that ever happened to me. I, mean, I don't care if he knows the difference in a basketball court and a cricket field. He, he had Bill Murray with him, for God's sakes. I know. it was. He, we got him to a grand total of one NCAA tournament game, and he watched us get waxed by a bad Minnesota team. Bill's in the stands like this is worse than when I did Garfield. Uh, Texas says New York and Chicago vacated for strippers. Okay. 
Is there more to the story, or is it just, that's it? I don't know. What happened? I mean, <laughs> no idea. Just the randomness. Texas, have you, have you heard anything new about Minifield? Not since yesterday. Not since yesterday. And what I heard, just walking around. Good Lord. I want him. We all want him. I want him. We all want him. The, the only thing that I heard, and I did do a little bit of, uh, of digging, did text a uh, recruiting guy and said, you know, what's up with this? Like, people are saying Alabama and Louisville. What are you saying? And he, he, to reiterate what I said yesterday, his response was Louisville, to me, looks like they're a slight leader. Sounds like they're a slight leader, but I would say it's 1A, 1B with Louisville and Alabama. So, goes back to my whole general stance. If all things are, you know, if, if Bama's coming out and they're offering them like $2 million to go there, or something like that, something crazy, then that's one thing. But if it's if it's hey, the NIL is equal and it's just do you want to play for Louisville or do you want to play for Alabama? You have to win that battle if you're Kenny Payne. I know that they're you know, they're on a heater right now. They've brought in some big talent. They were the number one overall seed. You still have to if you're Kenny Payne, you still have to be like, we're Louisville basketball. They're Alabama basketball. We need to win wars like this. And it, like I said, but to, to his agent doesn't really help us much. Alabama's been better than we have. They have, but like we have more fan support. We have better facilities. We play more games that are spotlighted on national TV. We still, I know that the SEC has been a better league overall than the ACC recently. We play in a more prestigious basketball conference. I don't know. We got a Final Four team. They don't. That's true. And we did last year too. Yeah. So you know, kind of suck it. So there, there you go. Just means more clearly than... he should go to Louisville. Is is yeah. the point. Um, but I think that, it, you know, if you want to say it, it's kind of like the old, you know, when we lost some football recruits, when we lost Harold to Alabama, when we lost a couple other guys to big name programs, you're like, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it sucks. We have a lot to offer right now, but you can't fault a kid for going to Alabama football. It should be the same way when it comes to those types yeah. of programs. One problem is that with Alabama football, they're still currently Alabama football. We're Louisville basketball trying to sell 1990. But if you, okay, if you lost a guy to, ago, to Florida football. You could kind of say the same thing. I know Florida football True. has not there bottomed out the way Tennessee the global basketball well, has, maybe, yeah. but you could say the same type of thing. Like Florida fans in football would still, they You're would right. view us in the same light that I think we kind of view Alabama basketball. Um, and I get it. Like if you want to say recent history is all that matters, they've clearly been better than we have the last few years. Texas, I remember our. I don't think we set the bar that high. <laughs> so is everybody besides Cal? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we somebody to Cal. We're done. <laughs> if Minifield goes to Cal, I just I'm, I'd give up. I'm, 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 I'm my cuss on the. It's gonna become a bats radio so show. Big. We're just gonna talk global bats all the time. Bats <laughs> and racing and, and Lucidity. That's all we are. <laughs> and movies. That's it. <laughs> Texas. I remember our T-ball championship game, which was ages four to six. The team that beat us was full of grown kids. My dad said he saw their star player drive off in his car. <laughs> <laughs> when I got to Westport, my sister Walking another here. run. Good God. The the, the 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 talk was uh was how Mark Bell was the only kid to ever drive to Westport Middle School to play basketball. <laughs> that was the old joke when I got because he was a few years ahead. I think he was like two years ahead of me. He was already at Ballard. I think he was just like a senior at Ballard when I got there. And that was legit. people always make that joke. There was a kid who legit. He went to. He was a stud at a Germantown Catholic football player. I don't know if anybody remembers the name Sean Wilson. He went to Mail and and we played them in freshman football and he did drive after the, away after the game. Like, I remember that vividly. I was like, oh, the stories about him being old enough to drive are true. I, think, I guess there's probably one for every generation, right? I guess. Yeah, that is, for sure. I guess mine was Bell, yours was Wilson. For sure. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> right. Let's uh, take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap the show. We'll look ahead to uh, tonight's NIT. We'll make some predictions there, give you some betting picks if we have them, 
and take a few more texts as we continue on here on this opening day Thursday on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Some, uh, I've got some bad news for you as we start this final segment. Well, yeah, good thing I'm here in Sublime. It's going to be a long season for our beloved Cincinnati Reds. My beloved Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> I just looked up. Damn, what happened? Well, Cruz walked in This is what guys. happened you take Hunter Green out too early. Cruz walked in two guys, and then he threw a wild pitch for a third run. And I do love that we're like, it's the first game of the season. We're gonna, like, It's like, time to bring in the studs. Like, you want to win this game. It's like, here comes Alex Young out of the bullpen. It's like... <laughs> Who? It's gonna be a long ass <laughs> year. They're gonna lose hundred games again. But hey, when's the last time they lost back to back seasons of hundred games? Probably not as long as I'd like. <laughs> That's probably we had some rough runs in the nineties and the two thousands. I don't think Toronto's ever lost back to the year. I mean, we've had some bad years, but most of our bad years always ended up with us like finishing like we always finished third or fourth, it felt like every year. Uh we actually man, it's been a long time. Yeah, it has been. They only lost. They lost 101 games in 82. They had not lost 100 games since then until uh, last year, and they lost exactly 100. They've never done it. They've never lost 100 games back to back. No, but yeah, like you said, they've only done it like what two other times before this last year. These history-making Reds are on the verge of something great this year. But the bats are going to be great. I'm telling you right now, the bats are going to be the big ticket. All these stars, and then they're going to go up there towards the end of the, the year. The bats got to Louisville. I want to say 1982, same year the Reds lost 100 games for the first time ever. Clearly broke the trend. <laughs> but this season's going to be this season's going to be tough. It is opening day, though. We're excited about baseball being back. You can see that the excitement has just left my voice after after watching three innings of the 2023. Well, season. but that's okay. And your adopted team, at least they will be once you know you give up on the Reds here in about a week or two. Blue Jays are still up four to three. Of okay. now four to three, excuse me. In the fourth inning, so the Cardinals are fighting back a little bit. Okay, well. Well, no, we don't like that. Well, I definitely want them to beat the Cardinals. Yeah. Because believe the Cardinals. And the Blue Jays actually have lost under straight games three times in a row. That's kind of Their first three seasons, 77, 78, and 79, 107, 102, 109. They haven't lost under games since that, 1979. They were an expansion team. I saw, speaking of streaks of futility. I saw because I made the joke tweet a couple nights ago about Conference USA being the greatest league in college basketball history and all this stuff. And it is all Conference USA NIT finals tonight between North Texas and UAB. Numbers matter. It's true. Numbers matter. And this guy who's, I guess, a a writer for uh, covers Arizona basketball was like, since Arizona, Arizona's last Final Four, they're the last West Coast champion in 97. 
their last Final Four was no one when they lost to Duke in the finals. Since then, Conference USA has had twice as many teams make the Final Four as the Pac-12 has. Yeah, Memphis, uh, Marquette, Louisville, and Louisville. And FAU now. And FAU, yeah. So you've got four Final Four teams. The Pac-12 has just had UCLA and Oregon make the Final Four since then. When did Oregon sneak into it? Uh, a couple years ago, 2016. They were in our uh, 2017. They were in our region. We got the two seed. They got the three. They ended up winning that region. Who did they lose to in the Final Four? Uh, North Carolina. Good Lord. I was at the no, I was North Carolina Gonzaga title game. Right. One. Gonzaga yeah. beat South Carolina. And, uh, okay, and yeah. North Carolina beat Oregon. Good Lord. I had completely, I mean, literally brain fart in Oregon making it, though. Because they had, my big, because we all know that the, the selection committee likes to set their bracket like the Saturday night before it's over. And they kind of like to have a bracket in place by Friday, and then they tweak it a little bit, and then Saturday it's basically done. Oregon had, and I can't remember his name, they had a really good player who got hurt for the year in the Pac-12 tournament. It's kind of like a UCLA situation. He was a center, wasn't he? Right. It was. I can't remember. Whoever it was, he got hurt, and he was out. And it changed things. And I could tell you, because everybody was shocked that we were a two-seed. It was the one year where everybody thought we were going to be lower than we were. We thought probably a low three, slight chance we could fall to a four, but we ended up being a two. And I would have, I'd bet every penny that I own at the committee, they found an easy switch and they're like, let's just swap Louisville and Oregon. Let's just make Oregon the three without this kid and we'll make Louisville the two. Was it, was it Chris Boucher? Boucher? Boucher. Boucher, yeah. He's 6'10 center. Yeah. That, that's exactly who it yeah. was. Yeah. I remember being a skinny kid. Yeah. And so without him, it became this big thing where it's like, you know, Louisville's got kind of a path here and it, it's Kansas region to lose because Oregon's definitely not going to win without Boucher. And Oregon smoked Kansas and then wound up winning the region. And <laughs> I mean, I can't believe I completely forgot Oregon was in the final four. They didn't. UCLA's been to a bunch, but I mean, I know you, and obviously I knew UCLA, but yeah, I just I had completely brain farted in Oregon. Yeah, that, that's well, that's kind of a forgettable run, though. But that still is it kind of a wild set since '01. Yeah, Arizona hasn't been. Pac-12 had two teams make it. Conference USA, granted, three of them are no longer in the league, but had has had four. <laughs> that was also the South Carolina. I saw a Facebook post where I'd written like the day Martin got hired to South Carolina. I was like, he's going to make this team competitive again. I promise you that. And I just retweeted. I was like, hey, five years later, he had him in the Final Four. <laughs> sure, he fell into an ass backwards as a seven seed. Does that, does that really matter? <laughs> Texas says Trump just got indicted. Is that true? I mean, I guess. Trevor, quick thoughts. Immediate reaction. Boring. <laughs> I don't care. It is true. I mean, he's not going to go. He's not going to do any prison time. Breaking Trump and died in the Stormy Daniels hush money case. When's the last time a, a major politician actually did prison time? Um, and I don't mean just like some like you know <laughs> mid-level mayor or like senator that got caught doing something like an actual like high-level like politician. It's probably happened. I can't remember. I mean, I feel like it's always if it happens, it's usually like after they're they've been out of office. Like Trump would be right now. Yeah, but I mean, even like Nixon never disturbed any time. No. I mean, nobody. I mean, I. I mean, he was pardoned. I mean, technically, Clinton did commit like perjury. He never did any prison time. Yeah. I mean, I guess Trump technically committed perjury. Lock him up, Trev. <laughs> Everybody, lock him up, both that's, sides. That's I just. I, I'm not saying they don't deserve maybe to do prison time. I'm just I'm, saying I'm not gonna be. I do like the bold proclamations from both sides, where it's like he's gonna be in jail, she's gonna be in jail. Yeah, like, I'm like they're probably they're, not. They're not. That's yeah. probably not gonna happen. They they will they get maybe arrested? Possibly. Will they maybe have to go to trial? Possibly. Will they probably spend a day in jail? I just I'm not gonna bet on it. I do like the like the text line just has it's like six texts of just people who are like Trump indicted. I just want to hear Trevor's thoughts. <laughs> I just he just gave them to you. <laughs> I don't care. 
I mean, I just, I don't know, like, is, do I have to wait for, like, Trump to die or to go to prison, like, to like, quit hearing about Trump? Yeah, I mean, it's not going to happen. I mean, yeah, we, we made a blunder and elected some, you know, idiot to office. Oh, won't boy. Be, oh, won't be the first boy. the last time we do it, trust me. Now he's doing it. <laughs> uh, by the way, Dylan just just texted my buddy. He didn't go for the Yankees. He is number 74 in his jersey for the Yankees. Dylan? <laughs> <laughs> He says, "Is that number we wore last year?" I guess so. Okay. He also said, "I don't ever want to play baseball without a pitch clock again." Big <laughs> fan, apparently. Does it? He likes to be. Likes now, to I did notice clock. something. Like now, is it the managers? Because the Reds guy was running out to the pitching coach. He was just wearing a hoodie. Do pitching coaches? I think you wear it like over the jersey. Okay, yeah. so you're allowed to do that. Yeah. Okay. Seventy-four. It did look like he had some. <laughs> baseball is the only sport where you get like just the most random numbers. Because basketball, you don't you don't usually see them that high up. They do more now than they used to be. But in football, uh, I guess we also have a little bit of breaking news here locally. Right, who else got arrested? Uh, Joe Zonka, who is always on top of the political reporting for the Courier Journal, Pulitzer Prize winner, says, "Folks, I'm hearing HB 551 may really have the votes now in the Senate. This could happen shortly, perhaps simultaneously with the House passing medical marijuana, which would really be something. We may be getting medical weed, which is not you know legal weed." But medical marijuana, which is a step towards in that direction, and sports betting on the same day. This could happen. And Trump's going to jail? Well, he's indicted. And baseball's here? And the Reds the red just scored again somehow. I didn't miss that. Somebody must have hit a bomb. Yeah, I just saw the Trump. He, all it did was he made it past the grand jury. Well, that's not that hard to do. <laughs> I mean, Texas Martha Stewart went to jail if you consider her a politician. Well, she's not. I wouldn't even <laughs> consider what she went to jail. <laughs> Texas, my yearly baseball rant, it would be real sick if MLB would actually let people watch more of the games without paying $130 and still having games blacked out. We also have this weird situation now where it's like Bally's is going bankrupt. And Shocking. Manfred is, is like, he's like all of the games that were on the Bally Sports Networks, like I'll make sure that they're still viewable and free for people in those areas. And I don't trust Manfred at all. Like I, I, would. I need Bally to hold out for a little bit here because I don't trust my, my, like my chances to watch these Reds games without uh, having to pay something as this year goes on. I haven't trusted an MMLB uh, commissioner, I don't think, ever. Well, for good reason. They're not trustworthy. I mean, from from Faye Vincent straight up lying to Pete Rose before he died to putting a, a used a literal used car salesman in the office. I mean, that's just, I mean, what do you expect? Texas has any Caleb Love updates? Um, he's available. He's available and... It sounds like there's a solid chance. And again, like nobody's, I don't think anybody really knows when Caleb Love's planning on making a decision, but it does sound like there's like legitimate heat on the him to Indiana interest. I think I'll take a visit there. I think he's going, I mean, like every school has kind of reached out. Like, but I, I've heard that Indiana, like they're putting in more effort than anybody else. And it sounds like they, like this could happen. I think he'd be a good fit there. I don't know if I, I have to stake each true, but I just saw Clay Travis tweet something that says, in 240 years, no president has ever been, no matter the allegations or facts, ever been charged with a crime. I'm, I believe that, yeah. I mean, yeah. Texas with Which the, is amazing because there's some, some shady presidents back in the day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Warren Harding was as dirty as they get. He <laughs> made the dirtiest of them all. Texas, with the announcement of Sam Williamson returning for his fifth season, do you expect him to live up to Jay Billis's expectation of him being the next Jason Tatum? And he sends in a he sends in a tweet from uh, Nick Coffey. So at the Chris Mack Fantasy Cap in 2019, Jay Billis told me that Sam Williamson was the next Jason Tatum. Oh, 
Hey, listen, you can't. You, if you go to the plate, you're going. You're bound to swing and miss on occasion. Okay. I okay. Mean, so, I think I feel like I can tell I've heard thing. that clip. I've heard that thing before, though. By the way, what what thing? The the bill is saying that the Tatum thing. Yeah. yeah. Here, this is a true story too. From the first year of Max uh, practice with with Sam Williamson, is and I can say not, neither one of these guys are here anymore, so I can say it, but. Hey, Patrick's here. Look at this guy. Storming in for the last 10 minutes of a show. He just stormed in. Didn't even say hi. Didn't even say hi. He just took the mic. I'm not even going to turn it on. But the, real quick, the story was yeah. there, there were some media people at this practice, and Sam Williamson was doing something, and Chris Mack looked at them and goes, this pretty mother bleeper is going to drive me crazy for the next four bleeping years. <laughs> like, like He knew like there was clearly like a rift between Mack and Williamson before they even really got going. But that was something that happened. Did, did, now he's staying at SMU, or I, I haven't seen. I just saw the texture just said that Williams is coming back for another year. So I'm assuming he's going to stay at SMU, but maybe he's back in the portal. I don't know. I don't know. Patrick, I don't know what color he's on. He will return to SMU. There he goes. Yellow. He's on yellow. It that's, may or may not work. That that's that's probably good because he's walked in here with like the yellow streak down his back. Just doesn't even say anything to us. I've come to give my honest thoughts on shallow hell. No. <laughs> First of all, you weren't even born when it came out. That's true. Oh, no, 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 it's 100% true to that. It looks pretty good. I don't know. Yeah, it does look good, though, doesn't it? No. Shallow Hell guy. Now, are you just here to give us baseball perspective? No, I, mean, why no, I was on my way to the yeah. Trinity Mail baseball game. I mean, am I just going to talk for the next 10 minutes while you watch the game? Yeah, we're going to watch the game. We're watching baseball here. I, I did see, I mentioned that this, or I saw, because uh, Joey Wagner had the box score on his story. I saw you pitched last night or yesterday. I pitched last night, yeah. And, and did, I got my first at bat. Too. Did I also see that you had an AB with I, a hit? I did have an at bat. Nice. Catcher pulled his hamstring going around first base. So then our backup catcher was DH in. So then we had to put in like our third string catcher to keep the DH alive so that kid could actually come out of the game. And then at some point we put when I went into pitch, we put it we put in our backup catcher. I got to hit. Would have been a double if the ball wasn't spinning funny, I'm telling you. <laughs> Spun right into the outfielders. It was a, it was they must they did something to the balls before the game. I saw it on the on Instagram on the story, and I almost texted you. I was like, it was like A B, and then I realized it was like twelve thirty, so I wasn't going to do that. But yeah, he's probably awake. We Crimson's moved to nine and three. Uh oh, no big deal. Kay. Now, no no brag. Number eleven ranking came out. PBR Kentucky High School Baseball Coaches Association has us at eleven in the state. Uh oh. I did bring up this on the on the show either yesterday or today. I don't remember when it was, but like we pulled up the manual baseball, and I remember vividly you being in here a couple months ago and me saying. Yeah, how's the team going to be? And you were very confident. And I said, Louisville has a lot of good baseball teams, but are we going to be able to compete with the the Trinities and St. X's of the world? And you vehemently said yes. And I did see, we brought this, this page, and I saw that we played St. X recently. Hey, we threw off. And it didn't go great. We threw off. <laughs> well, you didn't pitch that day, right? We threw off. They didn't, throw, threw their, off. They didn't throw the aces. We actually threw a freshman that had never touched a varsity field before, actually. Classic start move. Started the game. Classic yeah, move. Probably won't I don't know. We, ju- we jumped on him. We scored three runs in the first, and then... They scored ten runs in the bottom of the first, but after that, it was a close game. Eighteen to two, fifteen to five. What I saw, that's what I saw. So after the ten to three first inning, it's what five to two. Once the smoke cleared, it's basically basically anybody's game. Texture says I was getting out of my car when Patrick stormed in, so I'll never know the Chris Mack Sam Williamson story. Thanks, Patrick. You're yeah, welcome. Patrick. He just stormed in like Mr. T. He does like he was pissed at me. <laughs> he just blasted He's like, I heard, because I heard the door open. I'm like, who's here? Like, no one shows up here. Bill's here. You're here. I'm here. Yeah, we, well, who's the reason for someone being here? There's been no other human being in this building all week besides <laughs> yeah. the three of us. I was us. on my way to Trinity Mail. I was coming down Breckenridge. I was he like. He just came, was 
barreling down through here. Like you're like coming you're through. coming home, and I'm the catcher holding the ball. I mean, Texas. Did Patrick end up anymore. using? Did Patrick end up using Enya as his walk up music? No, you did. You picked. You, no, you it's everybody choose. wants to roll the world by Tears for Fears. He ended up, he ended up going with you're Tears welcome. for Fears. Tears yeah. for Fears. It's good they can make a comeback. The walk up. The the PA guy says he liked Careless Whisper more. Well, yeah, Careless Whisper was, was class. I feel like it's become trendy now. You think? I think it's become, almost become trendy with Careless Whisper. Sex, yeah. sex man. Well, because after I did it. I mean, the, the, listen. Of course, it became trendy. I, I no no one no one loves the saxophone more than I do as an '80s child in a song. I think it needs to be, two things. I have desperately begged to come back to music are '80s saxophone and '90s black man talking during an R&B song. Baby, hey baby, I know you. I missed you. Like those two things need to come back ASAP to music. Do they not do that anymore? No, yeah. When's the last time you? Yeah, when's the last time you're like a? We, we don't even get R and B groups anymore though. We don't. I mean, we're like that's another. We need to bring that back first, I guess. There's the LOL. I can't believe Trevor follows Clay Travis. Oh, Trevor loves Clay Travis. Oh, love he talks about it all the time. He retweets it on a daily basis. He loves him. He thought, brings him up on the show every day. You're the one that loves him. You're the one that was like, you need to follow this website. <laughs> he sends me. Tweets. He sent me a T-shirt. He sends me tweets of Clay Travis every night at like 1 a.m. He's like, you seen this Travis? This new Travis Jam is how he says it. The only reason he allowed me to be on the show was because my name sounded like Travis. <laughs> True story, people. <laughs> Trevor just calls him C Trav. C Trav. <laughs> Me and C T down in down in TN. That's where that's how he talks. <laughs> Texas says Trump indicted medical marijuana and sports betting passed in the same evening. Is that official now? Where are we all meeting up in St. Matthews to celebrate? I don't know if it passed. I heard it was I knew it was about to. Look at this. We're gonna get sports betting. We're we're not last. I thought we were going to be last forever. I thought we were going to be well, one. There's of the, still plenty ahead of us. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, but of both, course, but both, but both are just one <laughs> or the other, I guess. I thought we'd be last for both. I thought it'd be like us and Alabama down there holding out forever. I think Kansas is still negative on both, and I want to say Nebraska is too. I thought we looked it up, and Kansas has medical marijuana. They maybe they they do. don't have legal weed, but they they don't, they don't have sports betting, but they've got medical. Or maybe wasn't that? Maybe they just decriminalized it. The the that might be saying, what it was. Yeah, because that's, that's that the first step. Up on the Senate floor. It's now up on the Senate floor. Okay. Well. Yeah, the first step is decriminalizing, which means you have to have like a ton of it to actually go to jail. And then second is medical passing, and then recreational passing after that is usually the, the, the line of thinking. Texas says, is Pizza King any good? I don't know. How, how, when did Pizza King come up? Pizza King's in Indiana, isn't it? Yeah, I don't even know what that I'm is. I'm pretty sure that's probably a reference to someone else. Cause that's that's in like Jeffersonville, I think. I've heard it's good though. I believe is that Denison text. I probably has to be because I think they're in Jeffersonville, Texas. Luis Gonzalez being juiced to the gills helped that Diamondbacks team as well. Well, he wasn't alone. I mean, the, what Diamondbacks team were we talking about? We were that, we were talking about like wonky championships in history, and like I said, the Diamondbacks and Angels World Series titles yeah. are like the two wonkiest when you think about it. Because the Mariners had the best record ever that year. Yeah, which is yeah, and they then, tied then, the best record, and then they had, and then they went the next twenty years without making the playoffs. <laughs> Texas, is it me or does Luke Murray never smile? No, he he doesn't. Luke, Luke is a curmudgeon-y guy. You think it's because his, I mean, you he's think like, it's because his dad's so funny though. He's like Bill in character, except he's just not like he's not breaking. Like Bill, will, you know, he'll do like kind of like the stone face thing, and then he'll crack a joke and smile. Yeah, that's like Luke, except he just never cracks a joke and smiles. Do you think it's? I mean, but if your dad was as funny as like. Like Bill Murray, I mean, I can see where like you get just tired of hearing jokes. I mean, you just don't want to smile. Anymore. It might be because I, I mean. I feel pretty confident. Like Luke, every day has been the worst day of his life. Like every day, he's just like, I hate this, I yeah. hate that. Like he's he's always in a bad mood, but he's I, a hell of a coach. I could just be like, you know, like you know, like the, you know, like preachers. Their daughters are usually easygoing, and you know, like with maybe a comedian, his son just doesn't like jokes. Once again, you're just basing too many things on songs and movies. <laughs> well, an experience. I love the little pitch clock <laughs> that comes up. Yeah, pitch clocks. Oh, I didn't even notice that. It counts down on the bass thing. That's kind of cool. 
Texas, it's just up for the vote, has not passed yet. But if it's on the floor for vote, that means then they have the votes. Yeah, if they took it to a vote, because that was the whole big thing, was if it wasn't going to pass, they weren't going to even bring it to a vote because he wanted to keep the identities private of the people who weren't going to vote for it because, God forbid, we hold any elected officials accountable. Can't they still, like, even though if it passes to a certain level, can't they still? Because I want to say It's already passed the House. Because Utah passed a vote of making it, like, legal uh, marijuana, uh, uh, medical marijuana, and, like, the somebody in the upper part of the government was like, nope, screw it. The governor was like, nope, never mind. I don't care. Well, that's not going to happen here. We have a Democratic governor. That's true. He wants yeah, all these things. That's true. So yeah. like that's it's like, passing the, the Senate is the biggest hurdle. If it passes the Senate, we're good. It's done. Okay. We'll be able to lose money on the NCAA tournament this time of year from now. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's supposed to even not go into effect till January 2024, I think is what I saw. Yeah, it's going to be a while. It, but, it does. That. We'll that's how that. most of it works, yeah. Oh, uh, thanks, Trevor. Real expert. quickly. I think real, we have an expert in studio. Didn't you miss him? Who's that? Patrick. I'm, I'm, yeah, missed him like I miss a rock in my shoe. <laughs> Tonight. <laughs> NIT championship game, Jelly Walker and UAB versus the slow, slow, slow pace of the North Texas Mean Green. Uh, TK, who you got here? Uh, I'm going Mean Green, North Texas. All right, Patrick, you got a pick? North Texas. I'm going UAB, Jelly Walker, Jelly fan. Love you it. just want to say, you just keep wanting to say Jelly. Well, I think UAB's better, too. I think UAB <laughs> would have won a game in the tournament. They were good. They still are good. They're going to win. All right, go Reds. Let's get this comeback win. Everyone enjoy your Thursday night. Uh, we are at Oxmoor for tomorrow. Oh, we got no portal information today. Ah, we forgot about it. We he can hold the song queued up. We can hold it till tomorrow. <laughs> well, we don't have the song tomorrow. We don't have tomorrow because I'll be on remote. Yeah. yeah, we'll be at Oxmoor for tomorrow. Stop by, give Trevor the middle finger, buy a car. It's going to be a great time. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Go Reds. <laughs> don't tell people that. I keep getting flicked off every Friday. <laughs> is what I got. I said remember that. Love is what I got. I'm